Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Hi. 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 Tabua. Tabua. Aub. What about Aub? Safula. Cool, neat story. Was that supposed to be funny? There's local politics, bud. Don't go over the rules. It'll take forever. Let's just get to the draft. Let's get to pumping. I got a little taco meat on my chest. It's going to be fun. We in, we in the fig. I mean, everybody going to be loud. I'm going to be loud with them. I'm going to be screaming, too. Like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. You ready for this? <laughs> I am. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930. You can find us online, pr927fm.com, and watch the show and be a part of the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. You can watch us there and also chime in with your questions, comments, concerns, otherwise right there on Facebook Live and on YouTube. Coming up later on in today's program, Double B, Brian Bailey joins us at 4 o'clock. Coming up at 5, the wife of Mike Houston, Amanda Houston, will join us, as will Jenny Shelton. We'll talk about the ladies' clinic coming up this Friday. Big event. I know a lot of women in the area are interested in that, so we'll give you all the details coming up with Amanda Houston and Jenny Shelton coming up at 5 o'clock. We got Wes Hines filling in for Shirley Rhodes. So that's always wow. a, that's <laughs> always a big uh, story. Hello, well, Wes. Of course. Good good to see you, man. Chandler Honeycutt's here. CJ Schaefer, the big dog, Glenn Griffin, and Troy D. alongside in studio. Hello, good to, Troy. Good to see you, Club. And the head baseball coach of the East Carolina Pirates, Cliff Godwin, here as well. Coach, welcome. Thank you. Thank welcome you back, guys. Coach. Appreciate it. Wish we weren't here talking in studio. <laughs> but, hey, look, what a great run. Um, as it's set in, it was still a hell of a season. Well, i tell you what. Everybody acts like I was, you know, on uh, death watch, I guess, after we lost the Super Regional. And I was at more peace a couple of days after it than I've ever been just because I know what our guys put into it and where we came from at 14 and 13 and just everything that went into it and to host a Super Regional on campus for the first time since Clark LeClaire has been built. So many positives. And if we don't go to the College World Series and we get to host a Super Regional and it brings Pirate Nation together like it was and all of my teammates back and just unites generations of – pirates not just baseball people like generations of the pirate community um loudest place i've ever been on a baseball field and i've been in some pretty loud venues so uh, uh, i i agree 100 yeah. percent. one of the most fun events i've ever been at with uh ec athletics and i don't want to dwell on the negative so much positive to talk about which you like to, to dwell on the negative you <laughs> really do there's a conference championship a regular season championship you have a, a regional championship took the team to a super regional hosted first time ever in greenville so much to be positive about but I want to go back to that Texas game Saturday. You, you even referenced it in the post game uh, Sunday night. Pirates up seven two in the seventh. When it slipped away, you even said that was the mo- that that was, to close out that game was the chance to, to get it done. You felt it. Unfortunately, that's baseball. Things you know can change in a hurry. But was that the moment where you kind of knew, man, this is uh, it's going to be tough to come no, back? No, I. I- I never thought this team was out of it. If you'd have told me we were going to lose eleven to one on Sunday, I'd have, I'd have put my house and all the money I make, and I'd have bet you every cent that we weren't going to lose eleven to one. So, not in the moment. I mean, when after you've been get, beaten game three, yeah, you go back and you go, hey, that was the the moment to to win the game. But we lost bad against Coastal, and we won on Monday. So, but 
when you look at it on paper we weren't a good matchup against texas especially not in our park when our park plays really small that time of the year and they did a really good job of taking advantage of it but you look in omaha that's a bad scenario and if we'd have been playing them in omaha we probably beat them two out of three and but you don't play in omaha you play yeah. in greenville and who knows if we'd have even won a game if we were playing at texas because our fans were such a factor but my point of the whole thing is the game within the game spivey's better or was this past year against left-handed hitters texas hit one left-handed hitter in their lineup sailor better versus left-handed hitters and right-handed hitters but a lot of people are just normal fans they don't get that um as Ryder giles is better versus left-handed hitters i mean it's just a lot of reverse splits where mayhew's really good against right-handed hitters but they hit like 340 as a team against lefties so mayhew did a really good job and, and other guys did but it's a game of inches and we could go back and rehash every play that happened in game two and of course there's moments that we wish that we could take back but we just didn't play good early we didn't play good late but we played really good in those middle innings to put ourselves in a situation to be able to win game two we just didn't you mentioned Ryder earlier uh news this week him and a number of the other players hit the transfer portal and, and this has become the norm in college athletics it's not unusual that players transfer first of all your thoughts on him and the other players exiting the program well, I don't like the word norm. Not in my world. It's not the norm. But, you know, Ryder and I met uh, on Tuesday um, after, you know, we had lost in the wee hours of Monday morning. We met on Tuesday, and um, I could tell some things were on his mind. And uh, Ryder and I are in a really good spot. We were texting back and forth this morning. Um, but I told him for the first time, I said, I want you to do what's best for you. But you need to go home and you talk to your parents. And, um he did, and he came back and said, hey, coach, this is really hard, but I, I want to go somewhere else. I said, hey, I'll help you go wherever you need to go and pull for you every step of the way as long as you're not playing against the Pirates. Um, but the thing I would tell you know everybody is there will never be a, a spot at East Carolina that I say, hey, you're guaranteed to start. I never told Turner Brown that he would start every day at shortstop. He earned it every single day, and that's not a knock against Ryder, but – you have to have competition within a program to get the most out of people. And, uh, you know, it wasn't the plan that Zach Agnos play shortstop. It just ended up that way. And I really appreciate Ryder for being selfless during this year and being going into the rotation and being more of a, you know, role player at the end. But I always have to do, and our coaching staff always has to do what's best for the organization. Everybody wants to sit back and quarterback armchair what I do. Hey, come do what I do every day and make the tough decisions I make as Coach Houston and, you know, Coach Schwartz, any head coach, like with the stuff that goes on now with the portal and NIL stuff, it's it's not an easy job. So it's it's very tough and you just got to be honest with people and you got to make the best decision for the organization each and every day. Cliff Cowan joining us. Cliff, uh, this one doesn't matter anymore, but I ask you a lot of questions that don't matter. But that Sunday night... You, you do. Yeah, after that delay, who was pushing for the game to be played that evening? Was it you, Texas, ESPN, NCAA? Cliff, Cliff you have no... Just so everybody knows, I mean, actually, David Pierce was very frustrated and, like, you know, said some things to J.J., which I was like, hey, J.J., I wouldn't take that. Um, if what did I he say? Well, I wasn't there. I could just see the, the body language. Um, but, of course, it just was being – but we have no control. That's all NCAA, it's right? NCAA and ESPN. No. They have all the control. Once you get into regional or super regional play, fans, don't get mad at East Carolina. Yep. Don't get mad at Texas. Don't get mad at anybody except the NCAA and ESPN. It is the reason we started the game. There was a window, 
and they said you have to start playing at whatever time it was five o'clock five oh five and once you start playing then lightning hits then you go into a delay process and of course it kept being delayed troy i saw videos of you you look like you were having a really good time even though it was delayed so made, hey look you look, made the best of a exactly. bad situation I, I turned lemons into lemonade coach <laughs> that's what we a did a lot of lemon what was in that lemonade it was a lot of lemonade <laughs> yeah don't ask so if that was a saturday game against wichita state it might have gone differently like, yeah okay yeah, yeah yeah absolutely but that's above our pay grade yeah well and i know we heard from the texas coach coach pierce after the game too he was very frustrated by it said you were too that this was not something you guys wanted but they didn't listen as they said they, they wanted they didn't care even if it was just a half inning which i don't think is best for the players obviously or for either either school but that's what tv dictates and you get to this level and as I, my I dad likes to say they all dance to the tv genie yeah and and i would tell you that david pierce was wrong i was not frustrated because i know what happens i've done and he has too it's no need to get upset about something you can't control so coach what about the we talked about Ryder leaving what about the other guys that have decided to hit the portal and i guess once they do that they're officially gone or is it a possibility Uh, that any of them come back even if you're in the portal i I would say carter cunningham's probably on the fence um if he's going to come back or not i'd say 50 50 uh the other guys they're you know going on to try to get more playing time i mean cj boyd was a unique instance uh, his brother is actually going to be a freshman at app state so he's going to go play with his brother which and look i mean i wish him well um and so there's other guys want more playing time and the thing the ncaa has done a very bad job of and and maybe they'll find me for this i really could care less uh at this point in time but you had covid you gave everybody a year back and then they only gave us relief for two years so now we're in a situation this coming up year we have to be down to a 35-man roster and we have to have 27 players on scholarship so we're under our scholarship 11.7 but we're not under the counters which is 27 so i'm still trying to navigate that throughout this week when the draft is july 17th what a bad system but it's not just the ncaa mlb doesn't care that colleges are in a bind on what the roster is going to look like. They're going to have the draft when it's most beneficial for them. But we literally will not know what our roster looks like until the end of July, probably, mm-hmm. because of the draft. And that, and how many guys do you think that you've recruited that are that haven't been to ECU yet could get drafted and have a decision that they'll have to make? I mean, our freshmen are coming in uh, Wednesday. Some of them are already here, so I'll meet with those guys on uh uh, Wednesday, they'll start scum- summer school. I think on Thursday, get physicals and all that stuff, and then start working out next week with our strength coach Dennis Wilson, and go to study hall and take six hours of uh, summer school. Um, there's a couple guys in there that will have a chance if they want to. I think we're in pretty good shape. I mean, if you're not battling the draft with a couple players each year, then your recruiting class probably not good enough. So, and then of course Zach is probably the one guy on our team that. We'll have the ability to go if he wants to, but I feel like we're in pretty good shape with him because at least a lot of the scouts that I talk to like him more on the mound than they do as a position player. That's a whole another story. Um, Malcolm hasn't released it, I don't think, yet, but uh, Zach's actually been invited to the uh, USA trials for the collegiate national team, which I'm an assistant coach again um, this summer. Mike Bianco's the head coach. I'm one of the assistants. Kurt Sarloos, the head coach at TCU, is one of the assistants. And then Josh Holliday, the head coach at Oklahoma State, is one of the assistants. Congratulations on that appointment, by the way. When does that start? 
Uh, I have to report June 28th. Um, we'll, we'll be in the States for a few days, and we'll pick the team. I think it's going to be around 40, 44 players that we'll pick from, and then we'll narrow down the roster to 23, 24, and then we go to the Netherlands and play other countries. Oh, wow. That's a great experience. Yeah, I've never been to Europe, so. Yeah. Yep. I saw Igo put out earlier, he talked to you, I guess earlier this morning, said that Sailor, Mayhew, Spivey told you they're all coming back this year. Well, I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't come back. Uh, also, Hoover's coming back, too. Uh, did you mention him? I did not mention okay. Lane Hoover. So, I mean, they're all pretty good players, so I don't know why they wouldn't come back. So, uh, we feel pretty confidently that they'll come back. Good to hear. Positive to hear. I think Mike Houston talked about the uh, – or no, I talked with Igo. Mike Houston has like eight scholarships for 2023 to give away which is a crazy low number for football, and it sounds like you're dealing with the same thing with baseball. I guess every sport is dealing with it now. At what point will this thing be kind of settled, caught up with, years into the future? yeah, and I'm not – look, I don't deal in the full-ride sports, but for us it's frustrating when you actually have scholarship money that you can give out, but you can't give it to another person because you don't have a spot available. Like, that's a dumb rule. Yeah. And so, Coach, explain for folks, because a lot of people don't understand how baseball works. Right. Because, you know, football, you come in, you're either on scholarship or you're not. Right. You know, there's you could be a walk-on, you could be on the team. You see guys earn their spot, which means they get a full scholarship. Basketball, same deal. Baseball, it's a bunch of partial scholarships. I don't know, is, is anybody on a full rider? Everybody's no. on some type of partial scholarship, and that's the best it is, right? I mean, we offered Mackenzie Gore 64 four percent scholarship and the guy was the third pick overall and yeah. committed to us and signed for 6.7 million dollars uh this is no offense to bryce Harmon, but the first uh, time i looked at the scholarship sheet when i got hired here there was a one next to bryce Harmon, and i was like one is that like point one zero and they were like no so i was like full ride we've never remotely come close to giving anybody a full ride because you can't surround yourself with a good enough players east carolina no offense to them state university don't have financial aid at the level of some other schools across the country that are private institutions which is fine but you really have to stretch your dollars because you're giving guys i would say the majority of our guys are on 25 to 40 percent scholarships and that's why we've been able to have some depth in our program there's five players, and I'm not going to name them out loud, that either were in a very major role pitching or, and I can say this, Bryson World was on no scholarship last year. None. None. Zero. Wow. Ben Newton, zero. Out of state scholarship. And they made a commitment to the program because they wanted to be here and they were selfless. They were going to their fifth year, but we didn't have any money to give them because yeah. we have promised these incoming classes pre-COVID that we're going to give you a certain amount of money. And um, so they're paying like any other student. They're paying like it, every, any other student. Yeah. And I'm so grateful for them because we couldn't have the team that we had this year without some guys being selfless like that. Cliff Godwin joining us. Cliff, uh, how about Eric Backage making the move to Clemson? Going to wear the uh, the 23 there for the Tigers. Yep. Uh, what were your thoughts on that? Called him. Um, he didn't answer. I knew about it before any of you media people knew about it because uh, – they had actually reached out to me so uh to talk to me and um so I talked to you about the job or about him uh about the job yeah i just want so, to clarify yeah so are you interested um i'm gonna finish my story okay can i finish my story thank you all right go ahead um coach. and uh hey you're on my home field now yeah but i don't have to answer your questions <laughs> you're always on my home field so uh 
He Cliff Godwin's never played a road yeah. game. No, this is the played. this is our jungle, coach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I don't have to come in here. I love you, but I don't have to come in here. This is true. All right, uh, go ahead. Yeah. Um, Floor's yours. But uh, he didn't answer, so I text him, "Congrats, stay out of North Carolina." And uh, I I called Schnabel and, and said the same thing, but Schnabel actually answered the phone. And he laughed. So, uh, but no, if uh, they're not going to go to Clemson or East Carolina, maybe we can uh, you know box out some other ACC schools that re- recruited North Carolina. So a little tag team on that so, nice. yeah i like it when are they scheduled to come for the leclerc classic look they got a lot going on right now i was talking <laughs> to schnabel this morning and uh i think he was at clemson pretty much all day saturday and, and this weekend was was a dead recruiting weekend so um we can't go out and recruit uh sat this past saturday sunday and today so that's why i was able to be at the beach troy but uh um, hey i'm not complaining yeah i wish i uh, was but uh no just trying to figure out you know when he's officially hired when he can go out recruiting there's a yeah. lot of pieces so but hopefully we can get him here for the keith leclerc i do not want to play him in a weekend series it's just not fun man to play against your best friends yeah. uh, for three games i sent you a message last week and i meant it. i said I, I think this year might have been your best coaching job ever since you've been at ecu what you were able to do with the adversity you had at the beginning of the season and the start and how you just finished the year and uh, did that mean a lot coming from troy yeah, I really I wrote that down and uh, hung it up in my office. Well, I, th- I thought it was. <laughs> well, you're not the only person that said that, but yeah. I, I would say this to everybody: it, it bothers me when coaches complain about injuries and adversity and blame. Like, look, man, you got a job to do, and any coach, when everything goes perfect and you've got the talent, can go through a season and navigate it. But, and I'm not look. I, I don't want the credit to go to me, but what our coaching staff did what our players did and to be 14 and 13 definitely i will never forget this team yeah. because of what they how they started and then how they finished up well and my question is you know you're, you're a pretty popular coach in the college baseball world and your body of work speaks for itself and, and you've had other opportunities um what is the future hold for you because i think as you continue to have success and you continue to knock on that door here and eventually it's going to open I, mean, I think it's only a matter of time but what, what is the future for Cliff Cowick? Because I hear people, oh, these other schools are interested in Cliff. And, hey, look, Clemson, it's got to be a two-way thing. The other schools got to offer you, too. But what do you, what do you view as your future? Is there a job out there going, man, well, if this one opens up, it's too good to say no to? Troy, first off, uh, it's never been about the money for me. I work way too much, even though I make a lot of money at East Carolina for it to be about the money. Um, I've got a really good job. I would tell you this, that – John Gilbert and JJ and our chancellor this past week have worked their tails off behind the scenes to uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks really uh, do some things for our program that are really special um, to me. And that's a big deal. Um, look, this place is home. Um, I don't, there's never been a job, even when I was an assistant, where what's your dream job? What's your dream job as a head coach? And that's just not the way I've been raised. I, I don't have my eyes set on, hey, I can say this now, LSU or Ole Miss. I don't. I want to do the best job I can do at East Carolina and do that every single day and develop the relationships I have amongst our guys that have been here and the ones that are coming in and develop them as young men and you know win a lot of baseball games along the way. But I don't have an answer to your question. What are the needs for this program? I see the steel coming up with the uh, training facility that's going up 
across the street, which I know would be a big plus. There's talking about some expansion of Clark Eau Claire and, and the more premium seating possibly available too. What, what are your needs as a head coach? You say, hey, look, here's my wish list. Here's my top three if we could get these things done. Well, the facility would be 1A and then taking care of our assistant coaches, um, you know, locking all of us into a long-term deal, which I think will be happening in the – uh, upcoming weeks like i said i can't really speak on it because it's not in writing yet but the facility is the biggest thing when it comes to i think we have about 3.25 raised uh, verbally and we need about seven i said this to um you know another media outlet that we won't speak of their names while i'm sitting in pirate radio because it would really make troy be in red lights so but look <laughs> I, i'm not going to give a million dollars but i'm going to give more than 20 grand so uh to the facility because i'm going to put my money where my mouth is and how much this place means to me so that's awesome um i will be in the midst of doing that here in the next couple months well this is probably the first time people have heard that because this is the media outlet everyone listens to so that's great news coach there you go uh coach you know how it is when when it's going bad you you can blame the coaches if it goes good i guess the coach figured out what to do right Right. Uh, Yeah, yeah how about austin knight year one as the pitching coach for east carolina how did you see him grow and uh, and and the future of him at the position at East Carolina? Um, Coach Knightson, he did a tremendous job. Um, just being able to navigate a pitching staff, and and of course we had a lot of conversations behind closed doors of what we needed to do to just make this thing work, and the way we really went through the season and didn't have a starting rotation and told all the pitchers that were closers your job is to go in and close out whatever inning you go into whether that's starting a game or ending the game and our guys bought into it and you look at next year's pitching staff you know potentially uh, i really feel good about carter spivey and mayhew and sailor being starters for us next year and um all of them need to get better in you know a couple of areas but i mean look there's no three that are going to have more college experience than those three for sure so excited about that but coach knight's a star um that's uh, i don't want to say that's why i hired him but that's why i hired him i knew what it was going to be like uh he is a unbelievable baseball mind but he's a better person and he's as loyal as the day is long to me and to this program and look uh he could have went to another school last summer to be the pitching coach and he stayed here because he knew that i'd take care of him and that's what i try to do with our staff is take care of the people that take care of me and uh it's the best staff collectively that we've ever had here at east carolina in my opinion going from strength coach dennis wilson zach womack rebecca wade jeff palumbo austin knight blake hardegree colby bortles and heath blackman um that's the best staff we've had as a unit since i've been here and that continuity is huge just showing up in football and and it showed up with your program your culture and and jeff palumbo you mentioned his name but you've been loyal to him he's been loyal to you and it's worked out in wins and and really good defense and and everything that comes with it yeah he's look jeff is you know jeff and i've been here from day one you know he was the the first hire i say first hire first coaching member first hire pete biscano was the first hire i think officially uh got pete to you know drop clemson camp in the middle camp and then get to tampa and then drive up here the next day and gonna make uh, 24 5 you know uh as the director of baseball operations so uh pretty special but no jeff and his family love greenville yeah of course jeff wants to be a head coach but you know the thing is now i mean he's at a uh 
economic level uh, where he makes you know a good amount of money to be an assistant and there's some jobs out there that are good head coaching jobs but you'd have to take a pay cut so um really happy that him and his family have wanted to stay here this long but he's a big part of the success for sure cliff Cowan, head coach of the ecu baseball pirates join us in studio coach uh it's getting so close now for uh, a number of years that college world series for ecu what is there what is the missing piece because i mean you were right there as i said knocking on the door and eventually that door is going to cave in but is is there is it every year is kind of different i guess it's not it, you know there might have been one missing piece a previous year versus different from this year is there something missing with this program that is preventing you from getting to that ultimate goal do you know how many teams make the college world series each year the eight. Oh, that's eight so um it's really hard to get there and if our badge of honor is that we're the best team that's never made the college world series and i never make it as a head coach i told you this and i mean it in the bottom of my heart i'm okay with that because you can't put a price tag on that super regional in greenville but you know, I would say before this year was hosting the Super Regional. Um, but, and this is no disrespect to our players, but if you had to go across the field and you picked um, position players on Texas versus East Carolina this year, uh, you would take every one of Texas position players, at least from a professional draft standpoint. Right. Everybody would go, well, how about Bryson? Well, Bryson had a really good three weeks, and Bryson's a really good player. Yeah. Their center fielder has done it over a collective years there. Um we they were better than us on paper that didn't mean we couldn't go um 19 was probably the toughest one for me personally because that was the first team we had recruited jake agnos was a junior Brickhouse was a junior. Packard was a junior. Of course, Trey Benton got hurt in the middle of that year, but he was a junior. That was our first recruiting class. And you throw Burleson, you know, in there as a sophomore. And of course, other, you know, Washer was a redshirt junior. But that was like, and I was like, man, we, we just put together, like, in my opinion, the best talented team that we've ever had here at East Carolina. And we just got dominated at a super. Like, I, I told Jake Agnosis yesterday, he called me on Father's Day, which him and Zach, that was as special as it's ever been a day for me for those guys to call me and text me and just tell me what I meant to them. Um, but I cried in my hotel room, which had Tracy there. It was just like, how can we get beat that bad, dude? And I knew we were tired after having to come through the loser bracket regional, but that one was hard for me personally. Look, in 2016, we got hot at the right time and the ball bounced the wrong way but i will tell you guys this i've said this i'm glad the ball bounced the wrong way because i was probably too immature i probably would have ran for the money if we'd have punched our ticket to omaha because i just didn't understand probably at a level i do now of what leaving a legacy is all about and uh so everything happens for a reason and look of course i want to go there it's everybody but i want it for the other people now more than i want it for myself i want it for Coach LeClaire, I want it for Lynn. Lynn wants it probably more for me than she's ever had. She feels bad that I, like, wear the weight. But I was in a good headspace this year, as good as I've ever been, especially, uh, you know, going through some things that we went through. So I'm all good, Troy. I probably – you are probably, uh, you know, worried about it more than I am now. Which probably. Is, yeah. Um, and, and, look, Texas is a great team. Were you surprised to see them get bounced as quickly as they did? No, because it's college baseball, and they're not built for that – Ameritrade. We are built for Ameritrade. They weren't. They're built for Clark LeClaire with the wind blowing out. Mm -hmm. So um, I didn't watch a ton of their their stuff. I watched a little bit of their first game and just texted Agnos that uh, Melendez bet on himself and uh, hey, made himself a lot of money this year. So won't you bet on yourself and come back to East Carolina? So 
All right, let's get a break in. We'll come back. Cliff, you're going to hang? I'm going to hang. All right, let's All hang. Right, sweet. And Troy's area. His, his home. Troy's <laughs> jungle, yeah. Welcome we'll, to the jungle. We'll get you eliminated and see how it goes. All right. Here, jungle. Let's take a break. We'll come back. More to go with the head baseball coach of the Pirates, Cliff Goblin. Back with you after this. Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the program. Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Cliff Brock. All right, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live, talking Pirate Baseball with the head coach of East Carolina, Cliff Godwin. And coach, I met your father uh, during the Sunday delay out at Clark LeClaire. He told me I'm looking at my phone too much, and he's right. And I said, yes, sir, you're right on that. I had a great sense of humor and enjoyed uh, talking some some sports with him. Great guy. He is... uh, very opinionated these days at 77 uh he he's earned to, it he's earned it and i probably will be like that as well uh but he has a very good dry sense of humor um obviously a lot of the work ethic that i have uh that has been instilled me for a long time is because he pushed me at a very young age of just being the best at whatever i was doing whether it was playing basketball football or baseball and of course my mom was like that on the academic side and my grandparents in the tobacco fields but uh you know he uh for sure has a big hand in you know any success that we achieve here at east carolina and he's he lives and dies on every pitch he, he does a good job of not coaching me up too too much which i really appreciate that because yeah enough people doing that i got a lot of people yeah. like troy dreyfus doing it's that a lot of coaches, so, out, there a lot of coaches out there so well, i appreciate the coach yeah. he he probably tells other people what i should do but he just doesn't <laughs> tell me and then he doesn't put on social media so that's cool <laughs> um, we, you know what would be a great show, reality show would be when you get lee d down here sitting next to uh your dad and mic them up for a game and just record the conversation that would be incredible that would kind the of be no- scary the knowledge you could get from those two guys yeah. would be incredible <laughs> call netflix we've got a great idea right here coach uh cliff godwin baseball camps are coming up and much like the baseball program these things are getting very popular and the the first one's already sold out but i wanted to mention that while you're here in case somebody has a youngster that wants to yep. participate my kids are alumni of the camp unfortunately it's kind of sad this is the they first aged year out. they aged <laughs> out i remember you going come on man just bring it let them try it at that time they weren't playing baseball right. they weren't that into it but that really was the gateway for especially tyler to start playing baseball i'll, I'll give you guys a lot of credit he first kind of really enjoyed and, and kind of fell in love with the sport through your camp so it's a great fun way to introduce kids to baseball so if folks are out there with younger kids what let's get the details on it because there are a few weeks that are still available so week two and three there's still openings and and forgive me i don't have uh the exact dates in front of me but cliff godwin baseball camp.com um but 
it's a ton of baseball but we also do fun stuff they get to slip and slide on the last day which everybody loves everybody loves i love slip and slide you know if i wouldn't get hurt i'd do it more so um that's fun but they play games every day um of course they get instruction Uh, we teach them little stuff like how to stand for the national anthem before a baseball game Um, always a thought for the day of Mm -hmm just you know stuff that you can control where always have a great attitude whatever the quote might be for the day so in, in my opinion you get a lot of different things it's not just you know baseball being crammed down your throat and it's session ha- two ha- by the way uh july 18th through the 22nd session three 25th through the 29th thanks the Clip, and, clips the gotcha. hey that's what dad that's why he's on his phone all the time he's just getting information exactly. info guy uh half days and full days are half available day so if day. you have a younger kid that can't make it a, a full day like when mine started they start as a half day and then they grab graduate to a full day but it is a lot of fun they, they love playing the games and you know it's not all instruction it's a little bit of both and i will say of all the camps my kids went to that, that yours remains their favorite well and we have you know players that are within our program that work a lot of it so i just hear the stories of you know so and so son oh my god i love you know hanging out with uh you know spencer brickhouse or bryant packard or you know these guys are like major leaguers to you know them and for them to be able to hang out with them for a full week and you know each coach has a team so um at any point in time lane hoover could be your coach for the entire week and yeah how cool would that be uh one thing does tyler listen to this show uh my son yes tyler no nah, not really well, can no. we clip this up for him so tyler your dad complained after the first year you went to camp that he's gonna have to spend money on baseball equipment because you actually enjoyed it so yeah <laughs> uh, you can uh your dad actually didn't want you to play so. that's not true i just said i thanked you i said now you've cost me a ton of money i gotta go get new bats i gotta get new gloves because when we first went out there we kind of had whatever yeah. we had but then we liked it he's like well i gotta get the real stuff if I'm, I'm like all right well if you're gonna play for real we'll get real stuff the real stuff's expensive coach it is expensive 500 <laughs> bats ain't cheap buddy <laughs> but anyway no we appreciate Clip, can you it, make so. sure tyler gets that on, on i got yeah okay, i'll okay, send okay. it to him now. thanks i appreciate yeah, it yeah. it's um, on youtube they do watch youtube so send it to him as a youtube clip Coach, uh, you're in a good mood. Do you want a jackhole question from a listener? To yeah, like, all right, let's get uh, hey, let's get it going. Say, so, like a jack, like something that's going to be a, like. Well, I'll just ask. Oh, the it's question. probably going to wind you up a little bit. Okay. Is that uh, fair? Mark is asking: Are we going to recruit pitchers that can go more than four innings? No, we're going to try to recruit pitchers that throw like one batter. So to just make you ask another question <laughs> like that. So that's the what we went into this year was trying to figure out if we could just have a pitcher go one batter a piece and then they could throw every day. Um, yeah, that wasn't the design. So we don't recruit pitchers that we want to go just one inning. So all right. Have we ever had Gavin Williams? Did he pitch here? Did Burleson pitch here? He went here? a few innings. Did Jake Agnos pitch here? Yeah. Okay. Did Krasinski, did he pitch here? He I'm did. just trying to go off the, the guys that, you know. Yeah. Carter Spivey went multiple innings when he pitched. Well, your league. closer, Mayhew, went nine no hit innings, yeah. if I recall, yeah. in a game. So, all right. Asked and answered. <laughs> there you go. Uh, coaches, uh, is Max Stokes cool to ump some games next year? Is he vindicated? Is he all right? Vindicated? Hey, hey, Mac, uh, I'm just glad we ended this season on a strong note so Pirate Nation would uh, maybe not harass you. Uh, I mean, Mac does like the, the time at basketball games. I was really worried for his safety. I Is heard. that where fans can find him now? Doing the time at basketball games? Thanks. For I heard the funniest story, and I can say this now, Mac, that the season's over, but uh, one of the umpires said that they heard that Mac walked into a gas station and some pirate fan just was like, F you. Oh, I thought you were going to say, time? Time? 
Yeah. Uh, Mac, by the way, called the uh, play dead. The Wilcoxon home run, I believe. Yeah, it was the Justin infamous Wilcoxon. time well, call. He got me thrown Brown. out, too. I mean, come on, Mac. Yeah. I mean, hey, we could have kept me in the what game. What was the there. reasoning for that? Someone had sun in their eyes? He couldn't or see. He could, yo, he, he <laughs> we're not going to rehash We're really going to get him now. We're not going to rehash this. Yeah. Look, Mac made a bad decision. I can say that now. And it's over. We played well. and um, Did he ever apologize and say, I messed up? Never. But I, Mac's a good person. Yeah. I, 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 I'm giving him some grace right now. Hopefully, somebody will pass this along to him. So, uh, John asking what the schedule looks like for next year. Good question. Coach, you got anything on that? Hey, my question. Hey, John, I got for you that uh, we're going to play uh, Carolina the second weekend of the year, and we're playing friday and saturday at clark leclerc and sunday in chapel hill nice. everybody was so distraught of hey carolina's taking advantage of us once again but uh now we can be in a positive mindset and know that they're going to play here for two games that's and we, outstanding yeah so what that's about what state it, uh i'm 98 percent sure we're playing them home and home you know midweek um but that's all i got for you so uh, what about coastal that was kind of a fun little series do you think yeah. they're, they're drivable Is it's that not it's too hard in the middle of the week i, I mean nobody wants to be on a bus for three hours and that was it's just you, you not in the cards to, well we were trying to do a weekend series before even we played them in the regional but then with the conference expansion we have more baseball weekends with the the new alignment not this year so for everybody that's so the same teams will be in the league this year mm. july 1 2023 is when ucf and houston and I, cincinnati you get to go game. out to san antonio yeah a lot of people talk about how the schedule affects football how, what do you think of this new conference alignment for baseball's perspective i don't care it's what it is. I mean, I don't. Are these maybe. good baseball schools? I mean, is what I mean, I'm some of them. I mean, Charlotte uh, is good. Uh, FAU is a good program. I mean, UTSA. They had uh, moments of being very good. I think it's a really tough place to play. Um, you know, going there. But uh, look, I, I don't know. I don't get caught up in that. Is we'll put the schedule together around that, and we'll play a really good non-conference schedule, regardless of what the conference schedule is and uh, we'll put ourselves in a position to play in the postseason mentioned uh zach agnos earlier awesome that uh he gets an invite uh to usa is it like a tryout uh he's not officially on the team yet no, How does that work? well they they call anytime you get the invite you're you're part of the team so he'll always be able to say i'm a part of the collegiate national team no different than what jake had to go through in 2018 was hey you need to come down here you need to pitch well and then we'll pick the team from that so mm-hmm. uh you have a we're doing stars versus stripes which will be in the carry area um i think and we'll do that for a week to 10 days and then we'll pick the team from those group of players and then take a limited number i think it's 23 ish players um don't quote me on that um but and pick that team and go to the netherlands and play other countries i've seen a few people ask this online uh give jonathan fields the most recent credit for it uh most importantly will cliff's cab be back for 2023 as long as uh, as long as I'm the head coach here, Cliff's Cab will be back because it is uh, people enjoy it. Um, I enjoy it. It's uh, reality TV at its finest, in my opinion. So, are you getting recognized more on campus nowadays, or are you still uh, sometimes they struggle to know who you well, are? I mean, a lot of times they just got their head down with their AirPods in, so they don't even realize that we're about to run over them. So, I don't know if I'm more recognizable or not. Yeah, just curious. Yeah. All right, so Cliff's cap coming back. Made a little bit of news there, Cliff. That's yeah. good news. Yeah. Uh, football question for you, Coach. I go and I started uh, to dive into football some. We talked quarterbacks last week. Who's your all-time favorite quarterback at East Carolina? 
Wow. Yeah. Favorite, not best. I'm going to go my all-time favorite players. I'm not going quarterbacks, okay? Well, that question was quarterback, Coach. Well, I'm not. We learned that he plays no road games. (laughs) Well, okay. David Garrard would be my favorite quarterback since I have to answer. And I like David. I know him as a person. We used to hang out in college. All-time favorite players in ECU, and these are my buddies, Andrew Bays, Kevin Miller, both in the Hall of Fame, to my knowledge, and then Rod Emery, which is not in the Hall of Fame, but a Hall of Famer in my uh, my book, Greenville Rose Native. All right. There's the uh, the favorite. Jeff Kerr, Carr. Hey, hey, I like Jeff, too. He still reaches out to me, still follows Pirate Baseball, and his wife played basketball here, um, and I forget her first name, but... I'll throw him in the mix too. I'm sure I'm leaving out. Yeah, Jeff, got to give Kevin Monroe, Jeff hey, Blake, Kevin Monroe, a shout out. I'm going like my era, dude. You <laughs> asked me who were my favorites, and I'm giving you my favorites. You didn't say statistically, right? All right Did you enough. play with Monroe? Was he on the baseball? He team? He was. Or? We yeah. would play. I was red shirt, and, and he was trying to play baseball, which it was better for him to stick to football. <laughs> trying, <laughs> trying. Um, but we would play home run derby in the, I think we got eight swings if we got our bunts down with Coach O and we would play home run derby um, and whoever uh, hit the most home runs the other person had to buy dinner that night. So, huh. so Kevin bought a lot of dinners, is that what you're saying? Well, Jimmy Forrest was in our group too, so but Kevin, he he would have to tell you I had way more power than he did. So Coach he, O, he by the run. way, is Coach O back from Corvallis? He, he still was out there, there for like a month. Yeah, we've I lost started him. to worry we about him. Coach, Coach O actually was in the baseball office today. I heard his voice. I was in my office, so I didn't see him. But he is alive and back in Greenville. Does he have a big grizzly beard? And like I have not seen him. Clothing? I just heard. I just heard him. Okay. okay. All right. So we think very distinctive safe. voice. You know it when you hear it. Cliff. Hey, yeah. our our regional and super regional rep though butch he is uh doing the omaha like the uh replay thing so okay yeah so uh, if you see the guy briefly that comes, met him yep yep good dude yep nicest so. guy we've had since in the four years that we've had um just a kind of common sense guy didn't like make too big of a deal about all these rules that they try to put into place and keep you out of like, a locker room and all that stuff so i appreciate him and I, I'll, I got to talk to Casey next time. The, the whoop there it is when the other. I know that you have to do something when every team scores, but we need to go to fight songs or something. Hearing whoop there it is after Texas hit a home run was really, and I was right there by the button, coach. So I you, 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 you should have reached over. I know. Hey, it, do you have to play that clip? I would have given you some extra money. <laughs> well, was that like? Was that? Hey, they can play, we, hey, can we do a deal under the table next yeah, time? Sure. See, I thought the NCAA made them play every stadium had to play the, when the opposing team scores. Whoop there it is. No, no by tag no, team. Some teams no, were doing no. by tag. Tag team has a deal with yeah, the NCAA. Yeah, I thought they had a rights deal. So a lot of places did like fight song or something. Uh, I they should have done that. Yeah. Maybe they should have played the Eyes of Texas. No. No need for that. <laughs> Remain standing, please. Coach, I know you were worried about your team and everything, but did the arrogance of the Texas Longhorns, did you catch any of that vibe from anybody there? Be honest. Because it was thick, man. I'm telling you. Hey, look, if you didn't catch it, you weren't hey, in the present moment. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. and look, it is what, but I had to just talk to our guys and, you know, uh, pretty funny. The shortstop had a lot of things to say to J.C. Uh, when we were uh, winning on Friday and told him not to use up all our runs um, on Friday because they were going to dominate us on the next two days. So I told all of our team, I said, look, man, that's their game. They want to talk junk, whatever. Uh, look, we just need to stay true to us. But don't, don't say anything. Just smile at him. So J.C., 
and I heard this from Chad Tracy and then watching it, but uh, the umpire said that J.C. said something to the shortstop. He was getting on me when he hit the three-run homer to put us up 7-2 on Saturday. And, of course, I'm not watching J.C. run on bases. I'm just fired up. I'm excited. But Chad was telling me that they watched the replay. He just smiled at him, and that that's great coaching because I said, hey, just look and smile at him. Yeah. And uh, I think that actually made him more mad that J.C. didn't say anything to him. He just smiled at him. But, uh, look, it's they're good players, and they, they got a lot of confidence to them. But I, I just – look, our guys don't act like that, and to each his own. I did find it ironic that, you know, obviously they came in here very worried about our fan base, about the jungle, uh, maybe overly concerned about it. And I thought it was ironic that Friday the fans helped were a factor in that game, but not through interference, not through anything illegal, just, just by being loud. great fans and being loud. I think that one – uh, helped win the game for ECU. You, you, you don't have to think. I mean, that was for sure. I mean, Amac's play at third base, though, before he hit the home run was, man, I don't think he got enough credit. I mean, if you go back and watch the replay from home plate, the guy is fully laid out, parallel to the ground, extended on a guy who can really run, gets to his feet, makes a throw with the tying run being at third base, and we had to be playing in because the guy could really bunt, too. So with two outs, it was just a tremendous play. So, But then the fans helped him with his home run, which Amac got a huge kick out of that. That was awesome. And, and Coach, while you're here, I just wanted to you know, give a shout-out again to the ECU officials. I thought the, the work that they put in behind the scenes, putting this event on, You know, we talk about what it takes to put on a football game. This is, in essence – you know, seven mini football games almost in 10 days. It was the, as far as the work that goes into it. Uh, I thought everybody did it from the operational side with the ECU Athletics did an incredible job. And I really want to give a shout out to our fans because they showed up in on the biggest stage at the biggest time in a big way. And even that last game, that, that Sunday night with a over six hour rain delay, you know, we stayed through it, and I was like, "Well, we're in it now. We're going yeah. to see what happens." I'm one, you know. Regardless, we're I'm here through the duration, which ended up being till one thirty <laughs> Monday morning. But I thought, you know what? If we have a thousand fans stay, that'd be awesome. When I walked in that stadium, coach, and when you guys took the field and were waving to the fans that came that came back, and there was that roar. I was stunned, first of all, how many physical bodies that were there in the jungle and in the stands and how loud it was. I don't know if you guys could sense that energy, oh, but it was could. just it was, it's, it's hard to describe unless you were there. Hard to describe unless you were there, but back to your first statement, yes, thank you to all of the ECU operations people, especially Alan, um, our grounds guy. Um, I talked to him like a month before the season was out, and we normally get our, our field laser graded when we know we have a possibility of hosting the regional, but a month out, you know, we just didn't know. And we were talking about <clears throat> how to fade out the Bermuda or the ryegrass with the Bermuda. And uh, then as it got closer and after we won on uh Saturday, I think it was in the conference tournament, I felt pretty good. Like I, I felt confident that we'd host a regional if we won on Saturday in the conference tournament. And I sent him a voice text and I was like, hey, I hope you believe in miracles because I think we got one. Uh, we're going to host a regional. I feel pretty confident. So make sure that field's ready for next week. <laughs> and But J.J. McLam and just everybody behind the scenes that just did some – because – and J.J. will probably tell you this now and laugh, but uh, Aramark had taken all the stuff out of the concessions mm. like the week before, and then they had to bring all the stuff back for a regional and a super regional. So just everybody involved. And then, of course, what you said about Pirate Nation. I mean, we can't say enough great things about them. And that's what makes this place special, man, when you have moments like that. And, you know, 
Cooch Manor toes the rubber for his last time in the ninth inning down 10 runs, and they're chanting Cooch. I mean, it, it gives me chills just thinking about that. Awesome stuff. Cliff Godwin joining us. We'll uh, take a time out, wrap up the hour. You got a few more minutes? Got a few more minutes. All right, let's close it out. Uh, we will be back with Cliff Godwin when we return after this. custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the program. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now, let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Alrighty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live. We've got Brian Bailey coming up next hour at the 5 o'clock hour. We will talk to Amanda Houston. Jenny Shelton will be here as well as we will give you all the details on the ladies' clinic, the football ladies' clinic coming up this Friday. Big uh, big event every year, Troy D. So we'll get the ladies in here to talk about that. Yeah, just uh, finished up some shirts for the Mike Houston ladies' clinic that are going to look awesome. So uh, the ladies that come out are going to get some uh, brand new t-shirts that uh, are going to look fantastic. Good stuff, uh, Coach Football on the horizon. But how about for you? You've got the USA Baseball uh, coming up that you're talking about. But what's your calendar look like these next few months as far as uh, baseball goes? Well, this week, the freshmen, like I said, and the incoming guys, they'll they'll move in. So I'll meet with them on Wednesday. Um, of course, recruiting, uh, whether it be on-campus visits or me shooting out to watch a game before I go to the USA stuff. Uh, Jeff is going to be like i jeff and i spoke on uh i saw him this morning briefly which i didn't think i'd see him because he had to fly to florida uh, for this big tournament but he goes i'll see in six weeks because i'm going to be gone for team usa he's gone recruiting and we'll miss pass but um you know just a lot of recruiting stuff of course the youth camps which you know i will not be out there every day but the the time that i'm here i'll make sure i'm out there for that friday and um maybe even get myself a little slip and slide and do some autographs with their guys but um and then i'm gonna take some vacations first week of august and then it'll be time to start school purple gold world series will <laughs> yeah. be right around the corner <laughs> any so. exciting trips planned coach well, i'm just gonna go down to uh oh well usa stuff i'm excited about going to netherlands yeah. i've never been across that part of the ocean i probably would have never done this but you know with usa baseball be pretty cool but but that's a work trip yeah so yeah. I'm just, what about vacation it'll be to the to my beach chad tracy and my beach house that we have in sunset beach and carl lafferty the recruiting coordinator at ole miss will bring down his family which i'm the godfather of his three boys so that's always a good time and chad and katie and their kids will be down there some so that's that's my vacation i like to get away and just hang with people that i'm really close to and do a little work every morning so i'm not a stress ball totally and then close my computer and um put troy d on ignore for a week um and <laughs> relax i am not bothering you that much not during, during the off. not during the off season i bar- i hardly bother you 
No, you don't. Yeah. I'm just giving you a hard time. And I will say, during the season, during, we try to keep I really away from do them try too. to stay away from you. Yeah. No, you're good. Yeah. You're, hey. you, you've handled this way better than I Because I was, I told, I joked with our team. I said, you know, Cliff's coming in Monday. I said, just prepare yourself, you know. Who knows what could happen? Because, I mean, I was like worried about you with the. But you're handling, as you said, the loss better than most fans. Well, that's their problem. I look, I got, uh, I mean, look, you're talking about being one of the top eight teams in the country, and I don't know where we'll be, but we've been in the top 15 teams in the country for four straight years, pretty much. So, hey, look. Yeah, I know. I'm if, they want, if they want somebody better, hey, go for it. You are, you are very intense, though, and you <laughs> do get very stressed. I yeah. mean, you take it very serious, but is what I'm I saying. I have grown know? up. And but. some Pirate fans, Coach, will uh, will blame you after losses. The majority of Pirate fans blame themselves. I, I was uh, – so I did PA for the Virginia game that Saturday. The following day, I was just out there as a fan, and everybody was like, well, you got to get back up there. The team's losing. So it was on me. But then Trey Haddock, father of Reed, who who announces yeah. uh, Agnos to the plate, Trey was up standing on his truck. He said, "Clip, this one's on me. I I started the game in the stands. Usually I'm out here, so they're losing because of me." You don't know how many people yeah. talked about. And actually, it was partly Trey's fault. <laughs> the shirt they were wearing, they didn't wear the same underwear. Pirate yeah. fans really think they have There's a reason. A lot of blame to go around. Yeah, wins and losses. I think that's pretty cool though. No, everybody's I, I, a part of it. I blamed uh, game two loss against Texas on Sh- Jeremy Schumacher who him and chad were staying with me and Shu had went out and got like this 23 jersey after we won game one i said hey well, you tried to do too much dude Where, where's the black shirt at that you were wearing in game one like hey just don't try to do too much stay within be yourself but now you've gone out and tried to do too much and now hey we blow the lead so yeah uh, but no i i've heard a lot of stories of which of course my mom's like a, a whack job when it comes to like stressing out about the games. I, she should go hang out with Troy and drink some of that lemonade. Maybe she'd enjoy <laughs> hey, the she enjoy. She is welcome, by the way. Her and Lewis are welcome anytime. Uh, we even broke out the uh, swimming pool for a first ever event. Oh, Never I even done that. that for football. That's how big this was. Yeah, but uh, I was going to say next. You say things happen for a reason, and sometimes you don't know until after the fact. Next year is the twenty twenty three season, so maybe. That's the reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Wouldn't it be appropriate for a it year? W- it would be a awesome. 23 year to get there. Yeah. It'd be awesome. But uh, look, I'm going to enjoy some non competitive moments uh, the next few weeks. And uh, But now I'm excited about our team uh, next year. And of course, we don't know exactly what it's going to look like until, like I said, the end of July. But super excited about our returners and then the guys that we have coming in. Um, I think we got a chance to be really special next year. But as I always say, that's on paper. We so. got a lot of people tuned in that might have missed the first part of the interview. We'll have this archived on all our platforms. If Who is that? It. We love but, you, uh, Cliff. I tell, I love you too. <laughs> uh, that's Kenny Curlin. Loves you. Uh, he loves a lot of people. So don't get too excited. Um, but we talked about you know interest by other programs. What? How many years left do you have on your deal? You know, you've said and it's well documented. Money isn't everything. But what type of security do you want here at East Carolina? Are you working to get any type of extension? You mentioned earlier too that you know working for your assistants also. What's What's the future for Cliff Cowan at ECU? Well, I would say this. In the next couple of weeks, uh, I would think that they are going to put something out publicly once they get it approved by the board uh, of a deal that's longer than what I have right now. I, I think I'm okay to say that. So that's special to me. And look, I just I enjoy being a part of East Carolina and what this place has meant to me, not just as a coach, but as a player and Pirate Nation. So hopefully that will come out and, and it just proves that 
we've done things the right way and we continue to of course have success but not just on the field but off the field as well so for fans worried about your future as a pirate just hang tight uh things in the works and uh, news could be coming out in the near future yeah i, I don't know why people are worried i mean uh, you know hey when you have success your name's going to be mentioned a lot but uh i would think that they should trust me by now that i've done uh my due diligence of staying here as long as i can once again, it says a lot about the the coach you are, the recruiter you are to bring in, the type of guys you bring in. We had a lot of fun with CJ, Bryson, Zach, and Ryder all year long yeah. in our players' lounge. Absolutely. Those guys were awesome. I think the people, the listeners, really enjoyed it. To get to know those guys as people and players, and uh, we really enjoyed that coach. I know uh, – I don't know if that's your favorite thing in the world, but you had some class individuals talking to us that hopefully well, and, made you proud. And I will say we appreciate, you know, not, not that, you know how this NIL stuff is. I mean, it really is they can do whatever they want, but we did, we wanted to talk with you about yeah. it first. I, and I appreciate, hey, look, and get I get your blessing and, and actually get your input on, hey, who are the best guys to talk to? So we do appreciate you on the front end, uh, some stuff that people don't see, the involvement you've well, had. Well, and look, I scenes. appreciate you asking me. I mean, I remember you and Ellerby were going out to lunch at uh, Villa Verde um, and clearing that, but hey you got mayhew to talk a little bit i mean little that, bit. hey that's that's impressive so you guys did a great job bryson <laughs> opened up quite a bit bryson uh, throughout the year up, oh he, yeah hey, much he better than his banquet speech and then mayhew mayhew figured out if he came in here with zach he wouldn't have to talk at all so that was his play great strategy and he worked that out well hey yeah. zach i hope you're listening but we all know that you talk too much so uh <laughs> um we still love you but uh yes zach and mayhew that's why they're roommates one talks all the time one doesn't opposites talk. attract yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. good stuff the pen and teller of uh baseball players. <laughs> yeah exactly nice reference there troy day get one in at the horn all right coach uh enjoyed it enjoy your your summer uh, good luck summer. with team usa good luck chilling. with uh cliff baseman cliff <laughs> wow. cliff godwin baseball camps yeah, is what I, before what I, I made it through the whole interview without an error yeah uh, Cliff Godwin Baseball Camp's going yep. on. Go to CliffGodwinBaseballCamps.com for Camp, more information. Camp, singular. Camp.com for more information. Yep, yep. First up. session is sold out. Still some slots remaining. For the Second and third, yep. All right. All right. And uh, Monica says, too, how cool was it to watch the football guys turn into baseball fans? Yeah, Keith Mitchell became uh, your Keith Mitchell, uh, biggest fan. Hey, look, I need to meet him, but <laughs> uh, I appreciate it. I had to ask people, like, hey, so he's, like, really into it. And um, I, Mike Houston texted me uh, one of the – I can't remember, but he let him out of some workouts or something on that Monday when we yeah. played coast they cut it short they cut it short and yeah. i just text him i say look i appreciate you uh letting the guys come out. i guess that's the way it should be so that was cool saw coach awesome. houston he was out there tailgating some with us and uh all the other coach football Schwartz, coaches coach mcneil yeah, uh, they, all, they, yeah and all the uh, assistant football coaches were out there too so yeah a, a true support you know from top to bottom i thought from the athletic department no it was awesome and thank you for the people that i haven't told that you know part of the athletic department that came out to support us that was really awesome all right, uh, Coach, appreciate it, enjoyed it, and we'll talk to you again soon. All right, thank you, guys. Thank you, brother. Troy D., we'll see you uh, Thursday. Thursday at 5. Got Sounds some good, good stories to share Thursday at 5. From the uh, trip to Balmer? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Don't let Ellerby steal all the uh, make lies now. Hey, my last little plug here. Uh, maybe Troy can come out to some regular season games in the spring. Nah, oh, don't, push don't push it. Don't push it. No, it's no. a big game on there, Coach. <laughs> yeah. State, Carolina, postseason. <laughs> You won't see Troy at an ECU Cincinnati game. my phone? How do you know all this? <laughs> He's talked to you a time or two, yeah. I think. All right, let's take a break. Brian Bailey joins us on the other side. We'll be back after this.
This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. All right, welcome back to the program. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor Program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs. You can make a difference. Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month, or you can make a one-time donation. And GUC matches all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor program. Now let's head back into the pro, uh, to the show. Here's your host, Cliff Brock. All right, thank you, Chan Man. With the live ad read today, no Shirley Rhodes uh, this week. Wes Hines filling in. We'll, uh, we'll talk more to Wes later on in today's program. Thanks to Cliff Godwin for joining us if you missed it. Uh, it's available right now on YouTube uh, because you can rewind live and you can watch it right now or check it out later on uh, Facebook Live, YouTube, everywhere, uh, your Apple podcast, uh, everywhere you listen to Pirate Radio. All right, let's uh, head out to the Pirate Radio Live line and talk to Double B, Brian Bailey. He joins us today on Pirate Radio Live. BB, how you doing, man? Great. Happy Monday. A happy Monday to you too, sir. And uh Let's uh, let's get caught up on the weekend and and what was going on. Where are we right now with the uh, the Big Rock tournament, Bailey? Wrapped it up. Okay, wrapped it up, and the uh, that the, the very first Blue Marlin that came to the scales is the winner. How about that? So in years past, it seemed like there was a flurry late uh, with Marlins being called, like on the last day. I guess we didn't uh, we didn't see that this year. No, we didn't, and it was it was kind of you know odd that. that uh, Mercenaria came in early and they won the fabulous Fishman's Prize, which was seven hundred seventy-seven thousand dollars for the first blue over five hundred. It came to the scales, and then they held on the rest of the week. That had to be a very, very anxious week yeah. for those folks, you know, trying to see what was happening and not wishing anybody bad luck, obviously. But you want to win the thing, and they were able to. Well, it's like that golfer that. Uh... It's done for the day, but you still got a lot of guys chasing you, and you have to sit in the clubhouse and, and wait it out, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and it was kind of, you know, there was the one, I forget which one finished second, but he wasn't that, that one wasn't that far behind. So, I mean, it was it, it was nip and tuck there for a while. But as you said, we didn't see that late flurry like we've seen in past years. We've seen busy Fridays and, you know, Saturdays, you know, become, you know, all the drunk, <clears> but it didn't happen. And speaking of golf, Bailey, uh, in the weekend, I, it was a shame Harold missed the cut. I, I think I read that was his first cut missed in like four months. Uh, he had been on a great streak of playing into the weekend, so that took some of my interest out of the U.S. Open, but I did flip over late yesterday and watch the end of it, and uh, credit to Matthew Fitzpatrick. It was pretty cool that he won an amateur tournament there years ago and basically had the same picture with his family after winning the U.S. Open in uh, Brookline, Massachusetts on Sunday. Uh, but Will Zalatoris was right there. Scotty Scheffler was there at the end and uh, made for a little bit of drama on Sunday. Yeah, it really did. And, you know, as I've said oftentimes, I don't watch all the golf that comes on, but I really like to watch the majors, especially the early rounds to see everybody's kind of, you know, jockeying back and forth. And then obviously, you know, the Sunday afternoon play that comes down to the wire like that. Uh, Because every time you watch something like that, you're basically watching history. And these guys, you know, are basically made for life if they they can win that major. And that's the, the big chase every year, you know, to try to win one of those four majors. So, uh, but there was drama in the U.S. Open. Bailey, I, I did not, I admit, watch uh, much of any at all of the College World Series. The wound is 
still a little too fresh for me although texas losing might make me pay attention to to some of it moving forward but you at least want to make it through the weekend and the longhorns were unable to do that losing on friday and then losing to texas tech uh, texas a&m yesterday yeah i was kind of surprised at that because i really thought you know texas with that offense that they were gonna you know at least hang around through the weekend as you said but uh you know, great pitching shuts down great hitting. I think maybe that's what we saw right there. Uh, but but Texas, as we saw firsthand, they had some big-time bats, but those bats didn't come through in Omaha. But still, you know, the College World Series is such a neat deal, and that's that's one of the things that I think hurts, you know, the program at East Carolina because they know what, it, you know, you know, Cliff knows all about it, and those guys are so close. And, you know, and as we keep saying, they're going to get there. It's, it's going to happen. As Cliff has said in that one soundbite you guys use, I don't know when it's going to be, but it's going to happen, and it's going to happen. Uh, and they were close again this year. But, uh, you know, we, we have to try to be patient, but I know those guys really, you know, you'd love to see a Zach Agnos, you know, playing shortstop in Omaha. You'd love to see some of those other guys that, that are just really good guy, Lane Hoover, you know, batting one down into the dirt and beating it out of the face in Omaha on national television. I mean, that would have been cool. I got some good news from Cliff Godwin. He joined us earlier, and I go uh, put it out a couple hours before Cliff Godwin joined us today on Pirate Radio Live. But kind of wondering, uh, we, we've seen some guys go out the exit door via the portal. Uh, but uh, Carter Spivey, Garrett Saylor, C.J. Mayhew told Cliff Godwin they will be returning next season, and uh, that's some really good news for Pirate fans. It really is. That's that's huge news for Pirate fans because. Uh, you know, you can build your pitching staff off of those three. You've got some good arms coming in, and uh, I think you know the future is bright. And, and that just shows you right there that, uh, that this this program. You know, I think every year, you know, and Cliff would, would probably say the same thing. They don't basically talk about Omaha. Don't talk about the postseason. I think this was one of those cool years where you know their backs were against the wall. And as Cliff said so many times, we were playing playoff baseball. You know, really in early April, we had to start winning games. And when they started winning them, man, it was fun. They just, they just figured out a way to win every game for 20 in a row. Uh, and then they bounced back so great after the Coastal Carolina loss. And uh, it was just, you know, and the, the excitement that the team brought to Greenville and those, you know, the regional weekend and the super regional weekend. And it was just, uh, you know, being on a national stage like that, it really was a lot of fun. Brian Bailey joining us. Bailey, hated to see Ryder Giles' name pop up in the transfer portal. One of my favorites just because uh, fantastic personality, great sense of humor. Really enjoyed talking to him this year inside the Players' Lounge on Pirate Radio Live. But uh, a situation where, you know, Ryder uh, wants to be an everyday shortstop somewhere, and and there's probably a spot for him to do that. Uh, That spot is not going to be East Carolina moving forward, but uh, hopefully he lands on his feet and, uh, and continues to play the game he loves. Yeah, and I hate it too because I've I've had a chance to see his dad so many times at the games and talk to him, and I really like Ryder a lot. I think he's a great kid. Just uh, you know, sometimes in life things don't work out like you you kind of hope they would, and I'm sure you know he had, but he he was such a team player and the way he came through for this team. I mean, you think about his season this year and what he what he endured as far as you know leaving his everyday position and then. And basically, he stabilized the pitching staff, you know, until the pitching staff had figured itself out. And you know, he deserves a lot of credit for that. And uh, you know, and, and you don't know physically what happens to a guy who has to, you know, how many balls has he thrown in the last 365 days from the shortstop position, and then all of a sudden he was being asked to be your best pitcher on a Friday night. And uh, 
So, so I don't know all, all that that weighed into it. I just know he did a great, great service. This team wouldn't have been where they were without him. No doubt about it. Brian Bailey joining us on the Pirate Radio Live line. Got Amanda Houston coming up in hour number three. Bailey going to talk about the ladies uh, football clinic going on this Friday, which uh, has been a big event in the past. And great to see Mike Houston, Amanda Houston, them uh, rolling that on here in Greenville, because I know a lot of women in the area uh, love that event. Yeah, they do. And every year it's a lot of fun. And usually they bring out different uh different ideas with that i think they've, they've unveiled some jerseys before at the women's clinic and uh i know the, the ladies really appreciate it and and i think you know you know and some some women know a lot about football and some women just want to learn more about football so it's a great chance for everybody to get together i know they, they really they put on a good show i think the assistant coaches really enjoy it and they joke around have a good time and I think that'll be that'd be a lot of fun for everybody. All right, speaking of football, Bailey, we uh, we turned the page last week. We're beginning our position previews here every week with Stephen Igo and myself. We'll talk running backs coming up this Wednesday. Last uh, Wednesday, we talked quarterbacks, and I've got to ask you uh, my questions of the week from last week regarding quarterbacks. So we'll put you on the spot here, Bailey. Who is your all time favorite East Carolina quarterback? <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> Here's how to, to make one guy happy and everybody else. Oh yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Golly day, <laughs> I don't know. I, I just it, it changes for you through the years, right? You've probably had five or six by now. I would imagine. Yeah, almost certainly. Almost certainly. I think. I think I would have to go back to when I was young and just starting in the business and trying to learn everything and just the way he treated me. But, but you know, treated me with like I was important and I really wasn't. And still not probably. But, but it's hard to pick somebody. I would pick Jeff Blake, I guess, just for what he did for that program and everything. But I swear, man, through the years, you can't go wrong with, you know, you know Shane Carden. You can't go wrong with Marcus Crandall. You can't go wrong with Holton Aylers. I held him as a baby, and I came and picked him as my favorite quarterback. <laughs> I swear. But, uh, but yeah, there's just great names that, that just come up. And yeah. just, uh, man, it's, 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 that's, a, that's a tough one to pick, but. I guess I would go with, with – I remember – I was fortunate enough back then, I remember the Syracuse game up at the period of, and the run that he made, and, and just, just – that's. I think that's when I started thinking, like, hey, this I believe stuff is, is for real. I mean, these guys, I don't know what they're doing, but they got it going on, and that, that whole season was just was just something special, and uh, so I guess it would be – and I've still kept up with Jeff. You know, he, if I call him to do radio, he's good to get on the radio with me and – uh, this is a great, but they have been some outstanding quarterbacks and some great guys that you love working with. Yeah, well, unfortunately, David Garrard will never do an interview with you again because you didn't even bring up his name. <laughs> I was sitting here the whole time trying to think who I'll leave. Love David Garrard. I know, I know. And it's fun to look back, and, and uh, we got some great answers from a lot of different people. All right, so. How about this? And I'll reel off some names first, and you can start to think about it and see if the, if one sticks out to you. But most underrated East Carolina quarterback, I went with James Pinkney. Some people went with Patrick Pinkney. Some people said the guy that's playing quarterback for ECU right now. Uh, we heard Danny Gonzalez, and we've heard some others uh, throughout the years. But how about most underrated ECU quarterback, in your opinion? You know, I like the Patrick Pinkney pick just because – I think he was at more bars than I was when I was single his senior year. So I just think that what he was able to accomplish and still have a tight life, I just think that he deserves to be up there. All right. Kidding about the bars. He wasn't at all the bars, but that's about the time I was I was single and I 
And he's like, well, we got all practice and, uh, you know, we got a little time and I'd be, I'd laugh, but he was, and he was part of those championships. And I think yeah. sometimes, you know, he doesn't get the credit he deserves, but, but you had to have, you know, you had to have a good offense to, to win those championships. And, uh, he was part, they, they weren't the record breaking offenses that we've seen in East Carolina through the years, but they got the job done. When his name popped up, Bailey, from a lot of people, I, I almost made a new category. I think he might be in the most overachieving quarterbacks because he, he was not supposed to to do what he did here, right? I mean, Rob Cass was going to be the guy. He got in trouble, and the the reins were kind of passed to Patrick, and then they, they went back and forth. ECU used the, the two-quarterback system, but, yeah, Patrick kind of rose to the top. He was, he was big man on campus for about two or three weeks when East Carolina was undefeated and, and number, what, 13 in the nation. Yeah, and he was he was just he was mature beyond his years really. I mean, yeah, he was good to talk with too. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was he was he'd come up to you anywhere you were at and he you know, he had a smile on his face, very, very uh soft spoken, but very confident. Yeah, he was he was very good. All right, you kinda answered question three, uh, with the the Jeff Blake play in the carrier dome. Uh, but I said, What's your most memorable play involving an ECU quarterback in history? And we had the uh, Dominique Davis to uh, to Justin Jones, uh, the, you know the Jeff Blake yep. to Luke Fisher, Jeff Blake two point conversion. I went with the Shane Carden touchdown catch in the bowl game because he caught it in some traffic. It was a cool play, uh, but uh, I don't know any other memorable quarterback. Uh, the James Summers run. Some people said David Garrard running over some West Virginia guys. So I don't know. There was a lot of uh, plays mentioned. Yeah, the Summers run is when uh, when when Troy gave him the Heisman Trophy that year. That was. Yeah, kind of fun. He got snubbed, yeah. but he earned it that day. <laughs> but yeah, I, I look back. I, I think that I, I guess you have to say that the greatest play in pirate football history was the the, the Blake, you know, the Jeff Blake to Luke Fisher touchdown because yeah, yeah he won the Peach Bowl, got him number nine in the country. That's the highest they've ever been. Um, end of the season at, and uh, I know it's in, and for some it's ancient history to me. It seemed like it happened yesterday. I can still remember being in Atlanta for a whole week. At the Marriott Marquis, staying in like the 116th floor, and I think I got vertigo from going up and down the elevator so many times. But uh, yeah, that was that was a great week, and that was that had to be one of the great plays. But there, there, as you said, there's so many of them. I mean, David Garrard, the beer truck. What a great! He's got the best nickname of anybody. <laughs> How about Bailey? Uh, the final question: the best performance by an opposing quarterback against East Carolina, and uh, got a lot of. Great names here like Favre and Manning, but also a lot of people said whoever's playing quarterback for Navy. A lot of people said whoever the backup quarterback was that came in and torched East Carolina on that particular day. Uh, we had some Case Keenum, Chris Redman. I said Daniel Evans, uh, the way he came in and torched ECU for NC State. DC was supposed to win that game, and uh, Daniel Evans had a big performance. Uh, I don't know, anything stand out to you as far as opposing quarterbacks against the Pirates? I like the backup quarterback idea. Because, yeah, man, we went through a, a slew of them. It seemed like just you got him just where you want him, and the backup quarterback comes in and just you know throws the lights out. We might be the only fan base in America, Bailey, that usually when they say, "Well, the the starting quarterback's injured," the opposing team gets excited. Pirate fans get nervous when that happens, right? They have to, yeah. <laughs> They've seen it and seen it before, but yeah, I like that. I like that. But it's funny when you say some of those names and remembering some of those guys playing at the. At, that was in Ficklin Stadium, I guess. I think when when uh, Far played, what year was that? that, was, that it was late eighties. Yeah, I think that was still it was Ficklin at the time. Maybe not Dowdy Ficklin, but 
Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure which year that they that they made the switch and had the uh, additions, but I remember him, you know, in that Southern Miss uniform, and he was good. That's for sure. He was really good. And then Peyton Manning was the opener that year against Tennessee, right? I remember listening to that one on the road in like what in the mid '90s, '95, something like that. I think it was. I think it was a season opener one year. Yeah. Uh, and then I go and I brought this up too, Bailey. Uh, this will be good. Uh, Tom McClellan's not busy, right? He'll still answer our questions, even though he doesn't work for ECU anymore. Uh, <laughs> when is the last time or has ECU ever faced a Heisman Trophy winner? That's a that's a good question, right? The Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah, I, I don't. Vinny Testaverde, didn't he win it one year? Oh, maybe so. So they played against Miami and uh, Vinny. I think, my, my, I think Miami came here. I think Vinny was the quarterback. How about that? I can't remember what I had for breakfast, and I remember that. He's the 1986 Heisman Trophy winner. Bailey, you might have just won the uh, the big grand prize here. The ultimate prize. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, uh, yeah, I think. Uh, and it was a close. One of those Miami games was closer than it should have been. It was like 24-13 or something like that, but. It was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think he did. All right. I'm going to go with that until otherwise. Uh, <laughs> hey, there you go. 1986, Miami played East Carolina and won 36-10 to 10 on a Thursday night game. And it doesn't say where it was, but that was the year uh, he won the Heisman. So, there you go. Okay. Uh, they played well, They played one year in, in – uh, in Dowdy Fickle, I can't remember. There was a little swing pass that went 88 yards for a touchdown, and I'm not sure if that was Testaverde that threw it or if that was another quarterback that threw it then. But I thought Benny, I thought they played against Benny. There you go. All right. Well, Bailey, uh, you made it through this week. Next week, we're going to ask you about running backs. So you're going to make, uh, I don't know, Scott Harley or Leonard Henry mad. So be prepared for that. Well. Well, Leonard Henry's a man of the cloth, so you can't make him a... <laughs> there you go. Good point. You can always ask him for forgiveness if you leave him off your list. Exactly. <laughs> call him right now and ask for forgiveness for the quarterback. All right, BB. Good stuff, man. Any, uh, anything we need to know about what you got going on this week at uh, Channel 9? Uh, just trying to, to get ready for Touchdown Friday. We've got some new things coming up for that. So we had a meeting this morning to try to work on some of that stuff, and I think people are going to really like it. I think... Uh, you know, we got we've got new energy and new enthusiasm for high school football, and then of course, once we start high school football, August first, Pirates go to camp, and you know, if we can just get through the rest of June and all through July, but I'm gonna take some time off and get ready for the fall. I know that one. I had a couple of days off last week, and I got a couple more coming up. So there you go. It'll be fun. And I uh, appreciate you uh, letting the Braves win one in Wrigley. Thank you all for letting us get one. <laughs> I didn't bother you with that, but I sure got Ken Wallace. <laughs> all I hear about was the streak. Yeah. I think I sent him one of those memes of the of the flag, the W flag flying a couple of times this weekend. That was crazy, though. The Braves have won 14 in a row. The Cubs have lost 10 in a row. And we're sitting, I was off that afternoon, so Melissa and I were watching it. At tiebreakers, and I, I think I can't believe they got a chance to win this game. <laughs> she said, "Well, you know your team's not any good." I was like, "I know, I know we're not." Any good. But on that one day, they were, and and it's all about you know making fun of your friends, and you were able to do that. Thank you for not sending me any texts. I appreciate it. Uh-huh. I'll try to get you next time. All right, sounds good, Bailey. Thanks for joining us, man. All right, buddy. Take care. There he is BB Brian Bailey joining us here on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live, and man. uh 
not too too far away from touchdown friday touchdown friday august is awesome when uh high school rolls in we're covering ecu they uh you got your fantasy football drafts and everybody's hopeful and then chandler you get reality sits in sam darnold gets on the field and matt rule throws four interceptions week one against the browns september stinks when you think about it august is where it's at because everybody's undefeated that uh that football smell is starting to get in the air yeah and it's a it's really a great time it's uh pirate radio football kickoff party oh it's back baby it is people have been asking you what did jonathan say yeah they've been asking me all weekend even back home i went back home over the weekend i had people back home saying chandler chandler how, how many days away until ecu football We'll let you know on Thursday on the David Price Construction Countdown to Kickoff. That we will. We'll give uh, Wes a hard hat, and he can join us <laughs> yeah. in on it. All right. Okay. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back and talk about what went down over the weekend. Look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. And have more for you on Pirate Radio Live. Chandler, what is that? We're back with you after this. PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. All right, welcome back to the show. Do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties? Are you curious about this current real estate market? Do you need a property manager for rental houses? ECU alum Scott Harris with Remax and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have real estate questions, Scott has answers. Call Scott Harris today at 347-1857. Let's head back into the show. Here's your host, Clint Brock. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Coming up at 5 o'clock, we will hear from Amanda Houston. Also, Jenny Shelton going to join us here to get you ready for the ladies' clinic going on this Friday. Tell you, uh, if you want to sign up, there's still time and uh, run over some of the events, what to expect if you're heading out there for the first time. So we'll do that at 5 o'clock. Wes Hines is here filling in for Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt here as well and do you like sec baseball well do i have the event for you it's called the college world series going on in omaha nebraska right now auburn has a six to two lead over stanford in an elimination game and coming up tonight Ole miss takes on arkansas so it's the sec tournament going on at uh, omaha And and you haven't watched one bit have you not a second not a single other than when you when I turned it on in here the other day. Yeah. But at my television at home, it has not been on for one second. Now that Texas is gone, maybe I can stomach it a little bit. Maybe I'll start to tune in. Maybe I'll check it out tonight. But uh, as of so far right now, I have not watched any of it. Yeah. I don't I, I kind of slowed down. I was very excited about it uh, when it first started uh, last week. And now... Um, yeah, I'm like you. Now that Texas is out, maybe I can watch uh, some of it. It is the SEC show down there in Omaha, though. That it is. Those scores uh, on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBuck. DeBuck. 
Uh, the let's see, what was it? Wednesday night after sports trivia, found myself watching some hockey, uh, the Avalanche and the Lightning in the Stanley Cup final. And right now, Colorado, they won both games. Uh, I think pretty convincingly. I know they won game two convincingly. Game one was an overtime game that I watched. Uh, But they are up 2-0 in their series. The series moves to Tampa tonight. So that'll be 8 o'clock on ABC. Might check that out. I don't know if I'm going college baseball or hockey tonight. Might just go with Braves, who uh, hopefully are starting another win streak after losing two in a row to Chicago. They won game three of the series on uh, sunday they take on the giants tonight in atlanta jock peterson will be back to get his world series ring as a oh, member cool. of the giants so he that's was going a fan on favorite tonight. last year he was and he is one of the players that i did not like at all i thought his swagness did not match up with his production and i was not a fan of jock and then he became a brave and i became a very big fan so one of those guys that you root for if he's on your team and maybe dislike him if he's not. Uh, I think Draymond Green is like that for a lot of people. And Chandler, during the break, I heard you say, you're just not a Draymond fan. You said he was too much. What if he was a Hornet? Would you be a fan? He might he'll probably be your would, favorite player. I would have to learn to stomach Draymond Green. I don't think you'd have to learn. I think if it's, there's just guys like that. They're, if they're on your team, you just you like them automatically. Uh, has there ever been a Panther or a Hornet that was on the team you didn't like? We I, I Other think, than Mason Plumley? Uh, <laughs> no, there was one for the Nats, though. Jonathan Papelbon. Oh, I, what a jerk. I, I hated him. And he was. Tried to fight our the face of our franchise, Bryce, Bryce Harper. Harper. That's right. That made me like Papelbon. <laughs> but I guess. Uh, and he was kind of out of his prime at that point, too, right? So. Yeah, uh, that was the tail end of his career. Um, but yeah, I just Draymond Green. I just cannot, and I've tried. I feel like I've tried to like him, but I don't know. He's acting a fool today. I guess he can do whatever he wants. He's a four-time NBA champion. I was talking sports with my sister yesterday, which I never do. She was a Cam. She's a Cam. Fan. She was asking, "Is Cam going to play anywhere?" And I was like, "Yeah, probably not. He's he's about done." This was who now? My sister. Oh wow, Jana. Uh, yesterday and. Um, she said she watched she watched more of the finals final game than i did because i didn't watch any of it because i went to sleep but she's a big curry fan and the golden state has maybe one of the most curry's tough to hate right i guess he talks a little junk so if he does that against your team maybe you dislike him but i would say he's pretty universally liked yeah whereas draymond is pretty much universally hated. hated And they're both share the same court. I mean, Draymond just talks a lot, and it's, it happens all the time in uh, in sports. You know, you have your Draymond Greens, and I just don't know. I you need to have it though. You need yes. to have villains. They make it interesting. But his his defense is just you have to respect his defensive play. He might not put that many numbers up when it comes to like offensive stats, but uh, he does a lot of stuff off the uh, off the stat sheet that really contributes to that Golden State Warrior team. That's won four NBA titles in the last, what, eight years now? Four in eight. That's dynasty worthy, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, NBA draft approaching, and the Charlotte Hornets don't have a head coach. Oh, my God. How about that news over the weekend? So, I guess Kenny Atkinson had like a verbal agreement or something with Charlotte. He was going to be named the next head coach. Uh, yeah. 
uh, pinned and not go to paper, apparently. And then uh, he has pulled out. He will remain an assistant with the Golden State Warriors. So as Michael Jordan is reeling in Dolphin at the Big Rock Blue Marlin <laughs> tournament in Moorhead City, uh, the Hornets don't have a head coach. So hopefully he's getting to work on that this week. That's crazy. And they'll just name some boring-ass retread like Mike D'Antoni and call it a day. And I'm going to be upset. And he's going to stink. Yeah. You 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 haven't wanted D'Antoni since the no. job, job was available. It's boring. It's old. You want him? No. We might as well have Borrego. I was set for Kenny Atkinson. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. and I and I trust my roommate because I have never in my life seen a NBA nut that knows the ins and outs of the NBA like he does. And he was asking me the day that we hired, hired him. Uh he asked me my thoughts, and I was like, well, I don't want to give an opinion on something I don't really know much about. Yeah, I didn't know much know. about Kenny Atkinson. I knew he was a head coach in the NBA, I think, with the Nets. Um, but he was just kind of telling me about, hey, this this is a great hire, especially for a team like the Hornets who have such a young core with LaMelo. He does a great job of developing these guys. And uh, so I was set. I was like, all right, you know what, Trey? I said, I'll, I'll believe you on that. And next thing you know, we're – having to find a new coach that coach uh hopefully will be named this week because uh we need uh we need to get somebody and in there sign the contract <laughs> we're gonna need somebody before the draft uh so that's going on i watched a little golf yesterday chandler i, I watched the final hole congrats matt fitzpatrick yeah a couple of clutch shots there from fitzpatrick and from zalatoris to stick it on the green Zalatoris just could not sink that putt that would have uh, led to a playoff. Majority of the people that I talked to over the weekend wanted Zalatoris to win. I think he was a big favorite, uh, especially in my circle. So, He's still really young, but he has now come up short in, what, three different majors, has, I think? Yeah, and, and Scheffler looked like he was going to win his second major um, there for a little bit. I feel like now golf, there is a new wave of – young guys in golf and it's just awesome to see of course you got the live you know program you know taking some guys but uh, uh i was just glad to see none of the live guys win it this weekend why is that i hate that dude why why what do you care i don't i don't even i don't even know <laughs> i don't think you know what you hate <laughs> you just picked a side no but i am glad that golf has these new young guys these young yeah. stars including Salatoris and a Matt Fitzpatrick who won yesterday the U.S. Open. Uh, I'm just a Herald guy and hope uh, hope he gets his one day. It was uh, it sucked to see him miss the cut. I was going to say. First missed cut in a long time. I think I read four months. Wow. I think I read that. And it sounds, I mean, he's been on a tear making and, cuts. And that's uh, at least, what, two or three tournaments a month? And majors, being in there yeah. in majors. You know, all good things must come to an end, but you can start <clears throat> it up again, just like the Braves are trying to do. All right, uh, what else uh, happened over the weekend, Chandler? Anything else? Uh, not, not that I could think of. I mean, you got NBA that's finally done now with Game 6 ending on, on Thursday night. Uh, I mean, you still got your college baseball going on with the World Series. Um, it's, it's starting to get into that dead period, I feel like, right before football season. But before you know it, we will have football, and uh, it, it'll be here uh, in, a, in a jiffy. All right. Well, uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll get a Wes Hines update for you. 
to wrap up hour number two and keep an eye on what's going on in omaha and uh anything else going on on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard more to go pirate radio live here on a monday back with you after this PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. All right. Welcome back to the program. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs run by ECU alumni. David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance home facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU Home Services partner. Call them today at 919-291-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back into the show. Here's your host, Flip Rock. All right, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live. Chandler, uh, give us an update on the video feed. Uh, We are back, baby. We are back. Okay, back on video. So a new feed for folks to find? Yeah, sometimes the camera freezes up and uh, right. ain't much we can do about it except shut it down and bring it back up. All That's right, so we, we will have the ladies coming up in hour three. Amanda Houston and Jenny Shelton will be in here as we'll talk about the uh, ladies football clinic, the uh, Mike Houston ladies football clinic going on this Friday. And uh, we'll give you all the details on it coming up in the five o'clock hour. Um, yesterday was Father's Day hope everybody had a great father's day and uh i got some dad jokes you know happy late father's day by the way hear some dad jokes happy late father's day by the way to clip and wes hans thank you thank you nah you could have just told us yesterday nah so i don't accept it that was uh i'll accept it anyway that would have been tough (laughs) (laughs) yeah a lot going on yesterday yeah you had your own dad to focus on right that's fine fair enough um i saw this one yesterday wes okay you know everything everything's so expensive today right yes man I, back in my day can you believe i went to a concert for just 45 cents <laughs> i did what? i went to a concert for 45 cents it was uh 50 cent featuring nickelback <laughs> <laughs> folks, oh, folks, oh, can Here, you believe here's it? what we need for that hey yo hey <laughs> so uh you like that? Yeah, yeah. that's good. That was but good. That was really hey, good. But do you remember when gas was fifty cents a gallon? All right, is this a joke or no? You... This is being for real. Do you remember when <laughs> gas was fifty cents a gallon? I don't know. What year was that? That was back in nineteen eighty-one. Well, no, I was born in nineteen eighty-one. Sorry, but uh, yes. Apology accepted. It was it was nineteen eighty-one. It was fifty cents a gallon. So I worked at uh, let's see, Trademark in nineteen ninety-nine. I wonder what the uh let's see if i can pull up the gas price <laughs> 99 looking at about a dollar 17 does that sound about right wes yeah i was i was thinking about a dollar and a half but that's good enough dollar ish yeah. yeah uh cigarettes were like oh god three something maybe mm. like seven bucks now 
Yeah. Thanks, thanks is crazy. 17 cents for gas. For some that gasoline. Sounds, that sounds great mm-hmm. right now. People bring in a 20 and you have to give them change. Yes. I see, like, I see people on Facebook. I think it was somebody that, this morning that said, hey, I remember being given $5 and I can get like a hot dog, a drink, and then have money left over to go and play in the arcade. Yeah. So. Good old Tay Radio here on Pirate Radio. How about more dad jokes? All right, go ahead. What what, what does a sprinter eat before a race? We think Usain Bolt eats before a race, before a, he races. Um, frosted flakes. Nothing. They fast. <laughs> they, they fast. Yeah, I like. You should have ended it on the last one. They fast. <laughs> yeah, I mean you're right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Wes appreciates it. All right, Chandler. Um, <laughs> why why don't eggs tell jokes? Why don't eggs tell jokes? You might can figure this one out. Yeah. Yolks? Something about yolks? No. Uh, they'd crack each other up. <laughs> <laughs> the best one is the first one. Yeah, that, I that saw. is the best right one. Right now, I'm just going down a list here. Go ahead. Uh, Wes, did you hear that rumor about the butter? No, what about it? Well, I, I'm not going to spread it. <laughs> I've heard that one. <laughs> Worth that one. <laughs> oh man i thought we were supposed to get a damn, i thought we were supposed to get a life update on wes Hines. we'll do that hour three uh this one's topical if you uh saw the uh president over the weekend why couldn't the bicycle stand up by itself <laughs> it was too tired too tired too tired <laughs> you're right <laughs> i'm right you're here. right I'm right you're not here. wrong i mean this is like riding a bike for most people ah uh, let's see how does a taco say grace i don't know if i like this one Uh-oh. should be like a sandwich or a salad how does a salad say grace i'm gonna change the joke okay let us pray <laughs> let us let us pray chandler chandler why aren't you laughing as much as wes is wes is like ed mcmahon wes this you're is right like, this is why troy thinks he's so funny because you laugh at everything he says i can't help it you're a great guy to have around wes it doesn't take much to make me laugh you are boosting my uh my ego my my feelings ah uh, let's see how does a penguin build its house Mm. it glues it together <laughs> god these are rough best one-liner dad jokes come on i want to hear it uh <laughs> wes next time you like to go out to eat you like your sushi right you yes. like uh you like to go out to eat next time your waitress says do you want a box for your leftovers uh-huh. I have a response for you. Okay. Say no, but I'll wrestle you for him. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that is. Taylor good. like that one. That, that was, was good. That was, that was good. Ah, uh, let's see. Uh, the best dad, the best dad phrase is when uh, you're closing out on a tab at a restaurant, and they go, mm-hmm. "Hey, what else can I get you?" And it hits me every time. A million dollars. Such a dad phrase. Oh. I can't. I can't even run a rim shot on that one. I can't get it. Well, no, that, that's a thing that a lot of dads say. My dad says it a lot. I have never heard that in my life. That don't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Tough sorry. Crowd for you. It's like 
Hey, Wes, you want, you're a, right. you want a good one to laugh at? I got you. All right. Chandler, I noticed your uh, your Jeep outside. It, it looks nice, but the muffler looks exhausted. <laughs> yep. Wes, you got a good laugh. Thank you. You got a good laugh there, buddy. All right, let's take a break. We don't want to crack Wes up too much. He's got another hour to be here. All right, let's uh, get a break in. We'll come back. Hour three, we'll talk to Amanda Houston, wife of Mike Houston, and Jenny Shelton, who will join us here in the Pirate Radio studios to talk about the ladies' clinic coming up. That's on the way. Pirate Radio Live, back with you after this. listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by bud light reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly bud light the official beer of the ecu pirates and proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 now back to the show all right welcome back to the program carolina caliber has the area's largest selection of for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere at Carolina Caliber, they have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. Carolina Caliber will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville. Now let's head back into the show. Here's your host, Slip Rock. All righty, Hour 3, Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. we got a giveaway for you coming up later on this hour. And right now, we'll talk about the upcoming ECU Mike Houston Ladies Football Clinic. It's going on this friday we'll get all the details our very own jenny shelton is here hello jenny hey clip what's up good to see you and amanda houston joining us as well inside the pirate radio studios the coach's wife hello uh, amanda how you doing hi good I'm to see good. you good to see you all Thanks right so it is time once again uh it's ladies night coming up on friday so uh jenny you how many years have you taken part in this this will be my third third year we, we skipped a year i think during um the trend the COVID year but right. um so this will be my third year and i'm super excited clip good stuff it is bad it's great because this was here under previous regimes and it's great to see mike houston keep it going so amanda did y'all do anything like this at your previous stops james madison places like that we did we did so we always did it it's always kind of fun to get the ladies involved you know a lot of them um whether they're diehard pirate fans or their husbands have been um it's a chance for them to get involved and so it's a lot of fun the ladies um have a good time, don't they, Jenny? They do. We do. We have, we get to hang out with not just you, but all the coaches' wives. We kind of get to see the other side of um, the what we see on the field, and um, it's a it's a great time for everybody. All right, so uh, we can run down what all it entails. Yeah, uh, for go. those who are first timers. Uh, by the way, it is Friday, seventy five dollars, and you can come as late as that day, right? So it's five to nine. You can sign up, uh, register, or show up, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, and you ladies will be there. So, we get going at five o'clock with registration. And then after that, Jenny, what's going to go on? We get to go tour the locker room. That's kind of one of my favorite things. Um, when it started, it was just kind of when the renovations had started. It was when Mike Houston had gotten here. So, um, you got to see some of the changes that he made. And I think they're still 
painting and updating and there's always something new and really cool that's you know the newest thing in football that you get to see in the locker room it's probably the only time that ladies are allowed in the locker room so that's super fun um we walk around and tour that we get to take pictures take pictures of the new uniforms maybe they might be on display and um so you're gonna see a lot of stuff that for the first time or stuff that us dudes can't see we're gonna be a little jealous come <laughs> know, friday right? a lot of husbands usually are actually so. <laughs> that's how, so you get to tour that you get to tour uh facilities do you get they still do the uh the x's and o's mm-hmm. give yeah. you a little rundown Yep, the X's and O's. You know, Donnie Donnie K is always uh, very entertaining with his X's and O's. That's probably the longest thing during this event is Donnie Kirkpatrick talking, <laughs> I would imagine. I think Coach Houston sits on the front row and um, does like Zach Agnos was talking about when the finger goes up. Oh, and then, yeah. you know, as time's running out. He, he starts keep it going to, donnie let's go yeah, let's he go. starts to like do the ear the ear nudge and um and whatnot so we'll get the x's and o's meet the coaches um and then we get to go to the weight room clip all right what are you gonna do in there we pump some iron don't we <laughs> we do we right. do uh also you put the jerseys on and you do the entrance right we do this year yes we do I, did we do it last year did we no do we were on the, the they had just redone the grass that's what so it was. So we were not, Stay off the grass. So we were not allowed on the field. They had just That's right. We were on the practice facility. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this, this year, year, purple haze. Oh, man. Purple smoke. Oh, the whole nine. Run through the tunnel. I mean, that's a dream for Pirate fans right there. We grew up wanting to do that. You guys yeah. will be able to do that coming up on Friday. All right. Uh, anything else? Also, you get to do some of the drills too, right? Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah, well, we go in the weight room. We get to go hang out with Big John and his staff, which is really cool. Um, go through a little workout, and then we'll go out on the field and go through some drills. Last year, we were trying to kick some field goals, I think. Yeah, that was really bad. I need to wear steel-toed shoes. I, I know. It really hurts, actually. <laughs> it it's impressive what they can do. So this year, I do think one of the different things, I hope I'm telling you right, but that there are going to be players. I know players will be around, whereas in July, they have not been. So I think it's a great chance for the ladies to get to know the players. They will sit with us at dinner um, at the end. Um, I'm hoping they'll do us a little fashion show and show us the new uniforms. Oh, yeah. So that could be fun. Hope, hope that's going to happen. I'm not going to make a promise. Very cool. Very cool. So the ladies football clinic going on this Friday. Uh, you can show up and register. It's five to nine. You can register online right now. Mike Houston football camps, LLC.com and uh, find the info there. So uh, Jenny, what's your favorite uh, event that goes on during this clinic? Well, like I said, I like going through the locker room, checking out anything new that we might not get to see. Um, I enjoy interacting with everybody, kind of getting to talk and chat when it's not in season. You get to uh, really, you know, it's just casual talk, get to know the coaches and coaches' wives. We've seen them at baseball a little bit this past season, but um, it's just really fun to hang out and um, support ECU athletics. All right. Uh, you've got, let's see, bags and ring tackle, backpedal and weave, fastest woman. So, Amanda, what is your strength, would you say? Oh, I, I honestly can't tell you. <laughs> I thought it was throwing, and then I was really bad last year. So, I don't know. <laughs> we I shall got see. Nothing. Which one would you want to see me do, like video wise, Clip? I'll do a video for you. Uh, backpedal and weave sounds interesting. Could you stay on your feet? You know? Yeah, for sure. I you're you're athletic. Yeah, used to be. All right. What'd you play? Did you play sports? I rode horses, remember? Is that your sport? Equestrian? I rode horses. I played basketball. So you soccer. let the horse do the work? <laughs> I mean, I mean, 
I, I knew that was coming. No, I played I, pretty much everything. Clip. I play golf. All right, fair enough. Amanda, were you an athlete? Um, I, I, I ran track. Okay. Um, and then I, I was a dancer. All right, fastest woman at camp. Mm, I don't know about could that. Could be. Could, could be. very well be. All right, the ladies' football clinic going on this Friday. So Amanda, East Carolina coming off their first winning season since 2014 and a lot of those wins were close wins and i was thinking about this today like how do you watch the end of a close game like marshall and memphis are you are you watching are you looking away covering your eyes how do you watch those moments fingers typically (laughs) through fingers um yeah it's hard it really is um we were at the memphis game and that was that was very stressful but i I do I i think i was saying a little prayer at the end with my eyes closed and then when i heard the that we uh you know i did wait i did look up to see the end it was like very relieved but yeah it's um a lot of fun that's cool and uh, i mean it's always got to be fun to to go to experience the games but when you're winning it's a little more fun right oh, it's like, a lot more fun yeah it's a lot more fun to have my husband home after he's won a game <laughs> i can imagine yeah that, that does sound a little more pleasant but uh, it has been a, a fun ride mike houston back for another year as head football coach and uh expectations high this year and how uh, how excited are you to, to get back at it? Oh, I, I love it. I love the season. Our family, friends start to come in, and um, it's just a lot of fun. My boys have really gotten into it. They love it. I mean, they're growing up around it. Um, so it, it's, it's just a part of us, and it's what we do, and, and we love every minute of it. And sometimes in a football coach's life and the, the coach's wife life, it's hard to – like find a home because you're here you're there so how about greenville how much has that become a home to oh, you and mike greenville, and the family? Uh, it, greenville has been wonderful we have dear friends here um and the neighborhood we moved into we really moved in for the school district and have fallen in love with our neighbors and then friends just down the road and we adore everyone and just have a great little community that supports us and loves on us and it's great that's awesome well we love to have you here so stick around so what (laughs) thank you (laughs) what game was it that um we all greeted you at the airport that you got off the plane how cool was that oh was that memphis that was probably memphis because i think it clinched the sixth win i believe that was our that was our bowl game yeah I remember seeing you guys get off the plane exhausted, but how cool was that to see everybody at the airport? Well, it was the wives trip. And so there was the Navy game also that a lot of wives went to that one um, in season that was so nerve wracking. But that was the kick, right? That was the kick. (laughs) And um, we we joked and said, okay, the wives need to go on all the trips because we're, we're the lucky, we're the lucky ones. (laughs) <laughs> that's really lucky cool. charm really cool you mentioned bowl game there unfortunately there was not one played but you did make the trip we and i trip. believe i heard coach houston talking about christmas in a hotel room yeah. and all that so santa claus visited in the hotel room something new every year right how about those experiences yeah well i mean it's definitely one for the books and a fun little story <laughs> the, the cute story is we were um, mike and i um not santa claus but mike and i were getting the boys a dog and had all this worked out with our breeder to somehow managed to get the dog for christmas morning and then we realized we had to <laughs> figure out a different way to do that so the boys got their christmas from us a little early there you go all right yeah. that, it all works out right. in the end uh, amanda houston jenny shelton joining us here uh football ladies clinic going on this friday it is uh 75 dollars and uh you will be served dinner correct mm-hmm. yep well what, I have what's dinner on the menu Oh, uh, whatever town bank is serving clip. Something good. Yeah. After we get done doing all those drills, running around, working out, we will go upstairs for dinner and hang out and enjoy a lemonade, as Troy called it earlier, (laughs) and um, hang out. Yep. And this year, 
Um, with the players being there, I was told that we're going to have one player at each table. Awesome. So that's going to be really great for the ladies to get to know our guys. Because they're really good boys. Are you willing to say what pirate you would like to have at your table? Because mm. you're going to make a lot of pirates mad. No, I think they're all great. I've really enjoyed, you know, on, wor- working on the working on the field, um, taking pictures, practice games, even baseball. I would go bother them on the fence line and be like, "Hey guys, you know, I got to get another picture." Um, who would be fun to chat with? Um, I'd like to talk baseball with Keaton Mitchell after. Uh, yes, <laughs> he became super fan. I got a picture with Raji out in the jungle too. Um, yeah, uh, he's not really a talker though, so I'm not sure if I want him at my table. Um, You're gonna do the talking. You need somebody to listen. Xavier would be fun. X would be real yeah, fun. Yeah, he's got a great personality. Yeah, or Miles Berry. You know, he's fun to talk to as well. But they're all great. And um, ladies, you will love all of them. Come hang out with us on Ladies' Day Friday at five, starting at five. And we had a great time last year. Players Lounge with Xavier with DJ. Uh, Tyler Sneed, Holt Nailers, Raji Harris, uh, Bruce Bivens, and uh, we got, I mean, Bruce came out of his shell. Like, it was really cool to get to know those guys as people instead of just football playing robots. And mm-hmm. you get to see the people side of it. I'm sure you do. enjoy that. You do. Yeah. Oh, oh, they're wonderful. And they're such cute kids. And it's, it's fun to, um, you know, just be a part of that. And, and the great thing, not only winning, but the other thing that, was great about James Madison that we're, now we're starting to do here is we have a winner's dinner on Sunday night. And so for the families, we start to really get to know the the players without the helmets mm-hmm. more it, because we see them more often, get to know them more often. And that was a nice thing about this past season is that there were more winner's dinners, which was great because you get to see them more, talk to them more, interact with them. So they're they're great. They're great guys. Awesome stuff. Did you all see the uh, picture floating around over the weekend uh, of all the beef on the offensive line <laughs> that Coach Houston was very proud of? Oh, all the he... O-linemen with their shirts off? As he should be. Nice. As he should be. I'm excited, Clint. Yeah. He I'm had excited. a caption where he said something like, when he got here, ECU, ECU fans said, Coach, uh, we need some offensive line. And then he said, like, now, here you go. Like, check. Uh, yeah, we check, got it. Check. So that's exciting. Yeah, Clip, you did a really great job with the players just, you know, making it fun, not always so serious, asking them fun, random questions. Do you remember the questions you asked Mike Houston when he was in here a few weeks ago? I oh. could pull up a few of them Mike? from Memory Bank. Uh, why do you want to ask Amanda? Yeah, I thought it'd be fun. <laughs> oh, no, my. they're just like fun, like okay. random, like it was the chicken. Wasn't it the chicken monkey? Oh, um, let's see. Wait, I got. Hold on, I got to think of it. I did notice at six thirty you have halftime slash pee break. Yeah. I, I think we need more <laughs> pee breaks put into all events moving I, forward i would agree all right uh, that's a you know the ladies have to have potty breaks more than men clip i didn't know that mm-hmm. I didn't, I, tell me more about men and women jenny <laughs> well <laughs> uh let's see oh my um okay well, i'll ask you how superstitious are you on game day do you have to wear the same thing do the same things like how about you as far as superstitions okay no no not necessarily it it sort of depends now i will say that i quit doing this is gonna i hope this does not like sound awful but the paint it purple fridays um the first year i was wearing purple on fridays and it wasn't working so i don't wear purple no that's great you gotta do what helps the team do it yeah 
Clip any and, other color. Clip and I are completely superstitious, and we talk about this all the time. Yeah, so, so this we're, is, that's we're right one there. example of things. Um, and if something, if I'm doing it a certain way and it doesn't work for one game, then it, it gets changed up. Here's the one you were talking about, Jenny. Would you rather, Amanda, fight one gorilla-sized chicken or ten chicken-sized gorillas? <laughs> So, I don't, I so think, the one big chicken or the little I don't know about fight them, but chicken-sized gorillas would be kind of cute. <laughs> so Maybe, yeah. I'll go with that. New pets for Christmas <laughs> this year, cute. kids. Yeah. Maybe I can tame them. <laughs> All right. Them. Where are you uh, from originally? Western North Carolina. Okay. Southern North Carolina. Is a banana sandwich made with mayo or peanut butter? Peanut butter. Okay. Yeah. And are honey. You? Okay. That sounds pretty good, actually. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Uh, let's see... So, if you were in the Olympics, what would be your sport? You said you did track and field, so would you? Yeah, it would probably be. Um, ooh, I mean, it would it would definitely be running, but it would be more longer distance than I don't know about a marathon, but long okay. distance. Jenny, equestrian. Yep. All right, fair enough. Uh, okay, if you could only have one condiment the rest of your life, one dipping sauce, what would what would it be? Mm, Chick fil A sauce. Okay. Right? So very specific. Well, right. that's good. I like ketchup too. Good. I was going to say the red sauce, ketchup. Yeah. Okay. Mm All right. <laughs> um, if you could be any animal, what animal would you be and why? Um, mm, probably, even though I love my do- new doggy very much, I'd probably be a cat. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Do your own thing. Yeah. Gonna take care of yourself. My cat definitely does her own thing. <laughs> uh let's see if you could only eat one food item every day for a year so for the next year you can only eat one food item what would it be pizza <laughs> i was gonna say the same thing you're a kid at heart very good i like it all right so those were some of the dumb questions we were throwing it's out just fine. i think we, we asked coach houston too his favorite cookout milkshake oh my a... gosh yeah no i know it's what they get the what is it peanut butter peanut butter cup mm-hmm. that was his the reese's yes. yeah what did he say to eat for a year? Was it the milkshake? <laughs> I don't recall his answer. Make okay. sure you ask him when he gets home tonight. And tell him you're going to serve him that the rest of the year if they lose <laughs> seven games <laughs> this year. Right. All right. So, Ladies Football Clinic going on Friday, June 24th. You can register the day of or register online right now. Mike Houston Football Camps, LLC.com. Any other info we need to know? No. Look forward to seeing everybody out there Friday night. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. Thanks for dropping by. Thank you for And y'all have fun on Friday. Jenny, I don't have to tell you this, but take pictures. I'm sure you, your camera's logged and loaded, ready. Pirate Radio will be on it, Clip. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Let's uh, take a break. We'll come back, have more for you. Hour three of Pirate Radio Live. More to go after this. to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Alright, welcome back. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine has been caring for Pirate Nation and the student-athletes at East Carolina University for more than 35 years and are the official team physicians for ECU. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine Center provides a variety of general and specialized operative operative and non-operative orthopedic services to meet the needs of the patients in Eastern North Carolina. 
For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. Now let's head back into the show. Here's your host, Clip Rock. All right, who's uh, in charge of the giveaway this week? Uh, it's me. What are we giving away today, Wes? Shrimp taco lunch from Chico. Man, that sounds like a fantastic prize that anyone out there listening would like, and I would like them to earn it today. I want to do some trivia. Oh, my. So I want to do the first person to call in. If you can answer these, these I'll ask a couple of questions. If you can answer before Wes, uh, you can win the prize. Okay. We'll see if Wes knows them. All right. So some sports trivia here. All right, 317-1250. Get ready to dial, and uh, you can win Chico. Simple as that. Couldn't be any simpler. All right. So on this day in 1982, this ball player is the fifth baseball player to appear in 3,000 games, joining Ty Cobb, Stan Musial, Hank Aaron, and Karya Skrimsky. Who is that fifth player to appear in 3,000 games in 1982? Wes, what's your guess? I have no clue. <laughs> so whoever, oh, my God. All right. I don't know. I don't know this type of thing. All right. 317-1250, <laughs> if you think you know it, you can call in with an answer. I'll give uh, a bit of an easier one, too, that you can call in, 317-1250. On this day in 1993, the Bulls won their third straight championship. Michael Jordan won MVP. What team did they beat in 1993 on this day? Okay. You got a guess for that one, Wes? I got a guess, but it's probably wrong. Lakers. It is not the Lakers. Okay. Uh, they did beat the Lakers in that time during that span. Mm-hmm. But if you think you know the answer, 317-1250. They would definitely win. Who's going to call in and answer one of those questions? the baseball or the basketball chandler do you have guesses on those uh the second one is that the phoenix suns it might be <laughs> it very well could be Golly. charles barkley on that suns team came up short against mj you got a baseball player guess uh we got a uh, caller do you have a baseball player guess chandler um <sighs> 1982 3000 games 3000 games i don't is he a pitcher he is not he is a position player is it uh is it pete rose it is pete rose Ah! chandler you are uh ineligible to win the prize but you would have just won that was a good guess i mean that was before your time and everything i was two for two all right uh let's see on this day in 1994 this former running back was arraigned on murder charges. <laughs> this what? Former running back. Uh, O.J. Simpson. <laughs> that is correct. All right. We don't have anybody on uh, calling, do we, Wes? 317-1250. Give yeah. us a call. Let's see. You want a strip taco lunch from Chico's. All right. This guy's calling in, or gal. I'll, I'll have a question. If uh, Oh, I got a good one here. See if they want to try to answer the question all right all right i think we got let's say we're gonna get somebody i'm uh, i got a question or two pulled up here cool deal and if they get one of them right they can win the chicos uh i got a lot on the line here folks i got a golf and an nba question so we'll uh we'll get that person up here. all right he's writing down the name on monday's pirate radio live they are currently on the line with us right now who Uh, is that person it is who brandy brandy Brandy, Brandy, fine girl what a good wife you would be 
all right brandy in snow hill hello brandy sorry say that again i'm sorry oh, there you are hello brandy how you doing i'm good how are you good all right i got so i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you you would you rather have a basketball or a golf trivia question basketball all right on this day in 2006 the heat beat the dallas mavericks to win their first title in franchise history this player who played against the pirates in Minji's coliseum was named mvp of that series for the heat in 2006 who was that player? <laughs> I heard no idea in the background. Uh, no idea. Wendy Marquette played against the Pirates. Can I give him the initials? Sure. DW. DW. Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade is correct. Shrimp and we have a lunch. winner. All right, Brandy, stay on the line. Wes is going to get your information. And we'll get this uh, Chico's out to you, okay? Okay. Thanks for playing. And to the dude in the background. All right, Brandy. There you go. All right, Wes, if you could get Brandy's information and that gentleman who was providing the answers in the background. Good clue there, Chan Man. D.W. D. Wade knocking off the Mavericks and Dirk Nowitzki, and then Dirk got his revenge five years later when the Mavericks beat the Heat in the finals. Wow. And Dirk was awesome that series. And it was kind of a one-man show. And then the Heat went on to win what? Three? <sighs> Two or three with the big three? Two with the big three, I want to say. All right, so more of that coming up Wednesday night. Sports trivia, A.J. McMurphy's. Yes, sir. On this day in 2019, Chandler, this player was picked first overall in the NBA draft. And we haven't seen a whole lot from him since. Mm, what year did you say? 2019. 2019 number one overall he's been pick. fluctuating in weight oh zion williamson <laughs> i mean how many games has he played i'll look it up we have not seen he did a lot not of play zion. at all last year yeah but we saw uh videos of him like doing windmills and stuff which had at to 350 pounds it had to piss off the pelicans fan base that he's doing that and like not playing in playoff games like the video would come out the week that they're in an important game during like game three of yeah the first round and he's like doing windmills and can't get in the lineup but anyway uh so goes it all right so we've given away our uh our chicos there that was fun do a little trivia we'll get a west hines life update when he's done uh taking down oh, all fine. the information uh the mike houston ecu football ladies football clinic coming on this friday uh, you can register now online, Mike Houston Football Camps LLC.com, or just show up on Friday. It's from five to nine, ton of events planned, including some uh, physical activity in the gym, doing some drills, also some mental gymnastics with the X's and O's, and you'll get to eat, you'll get to hang out with the players, coaches. Going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, I'm excited for Jenny. I know she's a veteran now at those camps, and uh, I'm sure she'll provide us with a lot of uh, pictures and videos. Uh, and I'm excited to see those, but I will be jealous when she starts to post them because that sounds like a lot of fun. It does, and uh, maybe get to see some cool new unis and all kinds of stuff. Locker and, yeah. room, and, good stuff, and and do it right there at the women's cl- at the ladies' clinic. All right, uh, Wes Hines joining us as Shirley Rhodes is off this week. Wes, uh, health update. I, I, 
don't give all the details you gave us earlier but <laughs> how are you feeling right now i'm feeling great uh had uh surgery back in uh the end of april to uh fix some uh digestive problems and uh i'm doing a lot better and uh, no more reflux again for hopefully the rest of my life awesome you seem to be in good spirits yes so that is very good to hear uh Mm -hmm. because you were out of commission there i was was. all right uh so what's new with you what you been up to oh just been uh trying to keep it between the lines (laughs) 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 you know (laughs) on the road and in life yeah you gotta remember now uh, you got to keep it between the mustard and the mayonnaise. Wait, what does that mean? Yeah, what is that? My mean? goodness. If you don't know what mustard and mayonnaise is. Oh, okay. Is, the yellow and the white on the line. Yes. Okay, all right. My okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm riding with you. <laughs> By the way, Wes, what do you call a fake noodle? <laughs> it's an impasta. Uh, imp- impasta. An impasta. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that one. <laughs> All right, keep it between the mustard and the mayonnaise, Wes. Yes. Hey, Chandler has to tell me to stay in my lane sometimes. I have to always. Sometimes I'll get close hey, to the other lane. Weren't we? Um, weren't we having this very discussion earlier today where I had to get um, get Chandler in in line? <laughs> Wait, when was that? Oh, recording the video. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Coach Hines came in. I mean, he barged in the door and said, "Now." Nah, you were killing Mike Houston out oh, there in damn. the lobby. I just remember we didn't do Mike you, your impression in front of Amanda. Why didn't you remind me? That's your job. I know. I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at myself. But you're doing everything we ask you to do. Get her back in here, <laughs> Amanda. If you're listening, turn damn, around. I forgot. That's what I wanted to do today, but instead we did make that video yeah. where you did your Mike Houston impersonation and. I, I, see the thing is is that you guys wanted me to hit all the classics like uh a, a good bunch yeah you to work your freaking tail off yeah and uh, opportunity a hard news you know you're, you're a hard-nosed uh kid he, he's a really good kid um but we want to get out and just trying to think about it all right did i miss something you know so i had we had about four or five like literally about four or five takes finally Wes comes in he like barges in the door he's seen enough you were killing it out there in the lobby he said you gotta have some confidence you gotta what were you telling what was the lesson put some fire behind you put some fire behind (laughs) you Mike Houston yes absolutely and guess what happened he did it he did it and we got it Wes that was uh, that was awesome coaching right there thank you and Chandler, Wes is a guy you don't want to let down. So then Chandler was like, I can't let Wes down. I know. I mean, he had, I mean, he got up out of his seat because he was in here minding his own business. Yeah. Can't, got up, didn't go into this side door here. He turned, he went all the way around into that door and uh, gave me a talking to. Laid into you. <laughs> and uh, it worked. It yeah. worked. We were able to get that video out there. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, every now and then, you got to get folks back in their lane. And uh, and Wes tries to stay in his and help others stay in theirs. Don't right? get That's too right. close to the mustard and don't get too close to the mayonnaise. Because, you will, sake, don't go over because the guy will pull you over if you go over the mayonnaise. Oh, yeah. I remember when I was doing my driving test or, you know, driver's ed, whatever. I was like the instructor, who was my uncle, by the way. <laughs> Oh, okay. oh man get me off the white line get me off the white line i was like terrified of getting too close to the mustard i was all over the mayonnaise i was squishing the mayo west. And the thing is, is um this is at night and i'm trying to stay close to the mustard but 
um, when cars would come by, I would get over towards the mayonnaise. Yeah. I, and the state tro- I did not know it was a state trooper. I was looking in the, in the, in the rearview mirror, and I could see it looked like a, uh, a state trooper headlight, but it was nighttime, so I didn't know. So uh, as the cars would go by, I would literally go over to the, my right because I didn't want to get, um, get uh, uh, head-on collision. Sure. And the guy um, pulling me over for going over to, over to mayonnaise. I'm like, <laughs> come on. I'm not drunk. Is that what it said on your ticket? Well, Wait. it sounds like you were swerving. Did you say you got pulled in a driver's ed car? No. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, <laughs> I was about to say, good lord. That would have been funny. But um, – did you say, do you know who I am? No, I did not. All right. Well, use that one next time. See okay. how it goes. It won't, go, it won't get me nowhere. <laughs> so what did you get a ticket for? Um, uh, not uh, maintaining uh, uh, lane. Uh, oh, man. That's BS. And, I got, and it cost me about $250. <laughs> These people, man. Yeah. Just, just taking your money. But it's all right. Picking on the little guy. It's all right. We, we got over it. All right. Fair enough. We're hey, uh, sir, do you know why I stopped you today? Uh, oh, I went and, over oh, the mustard. But, but let me. Uh, <laughs> I went over the maze. You're talking about health update. Now here's one for you, and I and this is the God's honest truth. Um, I was at the doctor's office last Tuesday uh-huh. afternoon, and he said, um, "Can you walk um, foot in front of the other?" I could not do it. Are you sure that was a doctor's appointment? Was, that, was that a doctor's appointment, or did you get pulled over for DWI? I was at a doctor's appointment. Did he make you touch your nose? Yes, he did. Did he think you were hammered? <laughs> no. Did you get pulled over at a hot, at a doctor's office? No, I was at the doctor's office, and he literally um, had me um, touch my nose and. Um, follow his finger and all this stuff and then he said walk down the hall and then he said um now i want you to walk foot one foot in front of the other i could not do it now why is that and then here comes the police officer and you were arrested right there on the spot no was it just your what uh, do you call it your uh your nerve, balance yeah was off your right. uh, whatever it's called right My equilibrium is equilibrium off. is what but, i was but, looking for but here's what he here's what he did he come back in there and he um he said uh, lay down on the bed and he pulled my leg and i and i thought my god would, you, would this guy um, uh, hurt me any more than what he's doing now? <laughs> and guess what? He said, we're going to get an MRI of your hip. And I'm like, my God, you've already done, done an MRI on my, on, my, on my brain, my neck, my back. My, uh, Sounds like you're singing that song. Uh, I had, uh, my neck, my back. Yeah. I've, had my, oh, and my. I've had everything MRI except for my hip. And I'm like. Well, I guess my whole body will be MRI'd before it's over with. Just put the whole body in the machine. So uh, you got coppers and doctors just uh, eking every dollar you got, Wes, out of you. You've got cops doing the sobriety (laughs) test on you and now doctors. You go to a doctor's office and he does the sobriety test on... Say the ABCs backwards. Did you do that? No. (laughs) You're drunk, Hammered. Maybe you're just your your existence your being is the, the same as a person who's inebriated you're naturally inebriated okay <laughs> i mean i don't know i don't have a lot of answers i, I so what it, so what's the the end game there um how's your hip 
I don't know. I haven't got the MRI yet. Could you walk in a straight line today if we asked you to? No, sir. And what is the reason for that? I, I'm, um, there's a problem with the, um, according to what uh, they're saying, and there's a problem with the right side of my, uh, of my, uh, my hip joint. Mm. And that's why. Are they, is it uneven? Is your hips uneven? My no. hip, my hips are uneven. No, mine's just um, it it hurts so bad. <laughs> just walking in front of the one foot hip in front flexors. of the other. Is that what they call hip flexors? Well, this will cheer you up. What's a robot's favorite snack? Uh, I have no clue. Computer chips. Oh. that yeah. make you feel better? Yeah. How's the hip? <laughs> it's still sitting there. Take two of way. these jokes and call me in the morning. <laughs> Tell me how you feel. Thank oh, you later. God. All right, Wes, you are a, uh, a lover of the exotic foods. You, you like international foods. You yes. like... Uh, big duck sauce guys we learned in the past how have these procedures on your insides affected your eating habits are you still uh, able to enjoy the foods you like i i am but it i have to do it very a whole lot slower than i used to and um i won't be able to um to do the duck sauce eating contest anymore i won't be able to do all that because um now there's um because of um, the, all the surgeries I've had done to my stomach and yeah. everything, it's not advisable. Yeah, so you're no longer to eat with speed. Now you're doing it at a, a slower pace. Yes. Okay. That's why it took me so long to get back from lunch. <laughs> you know, I didn't think about that, but you did take a long lunch today. Yeah. <laughs> it takes that long for me to eat. All so. right. Well, hey, whatever you got to do. Yeah. Uh, but you're still able to enjoy your sushi and uh, and that yeah. stuff? Yes. All right. Well, that's that's great, man. That's very good uh wes what you been watching on tv here lately okay now you're gonna go crazy you're gonna think i'm crazy no way here we go nothing you could say would make me think you're crazy here we go okay he's ready i've been watching uh um youtube and i see i got the youtube premium Mm -hmm. okay so i don't know how to see the commercials right right right? and i'm sitting there watching good play all ears.net all ears.net yeah now what is that all right that's um that is um that sounds talk- like a virus maker <laughs> no this is a, uh, about uh disney world and disneyland and uh oh i get it like uh, the ears are mickey yeah, mouse ears that's right and um they got a crew of about seven people that go out and every day they're at the, they're at the, um, the theme parks oh i see so this <laughs> I, I feel like my wife watches this stuff Wes. okay <laughs> where where not to waste your time in disney absolutely uh yes. drinking around disney so they do yeah. different things around yes. disney yes okay and um also i found myself watching um uh dfb vlog dot uh, dave fathews band no disney um disney food blog all right and um and what are what you going they, to disney soon i want to okay because my 10th anniversary is coming up oh uh, nice um the uh, 29th of september so i would love to go for a week uh, but have you, have you ever been yes uh, i have i've been four times in my life are you a ride rider or what are you going to do when you get if you go well i would literally have to um have to uh, abs- probably abstain the big roller coasters yeah because of all the oh yeah the stuff i've been through gotta be careful but, so I, so I go on the slow stuff and yeah enjoy the food a lot of good food yes i miss uh that part of it i've but never uh, i've never been have you what maybe you can go have, you, have you been yes sir 
All right, um, let me ask you this. Did you know there was a, um, a hotel, a actually a restaurant inside the um, uh, Cinderella's Castle? Did I know that? Yes. I don't know if I knew that. Let me tell you this. I was shocked because I didn't know it, and, and as many times as I went through the um, the castle, I never knew that there was a, a restaurant there. But when last time I went, my daughter, we did a big thing at the castle, and they dolled her all up to look like a princess, mm-hmm. and I don't recall if we ate there or not, but no I, I did i don't know i yeah. don't know if i knew that or not yeah now um did you know that there's a uh, where <laughs> the um twenty thousand leagues under the sea was at that um that is where um the be our guest um dinner show is at or not dinner show but dinner <laughs> um, I, no I, I don't know any of the stuff you're saying oh my right goodness now. i mean i look I, maybe I, I don't know is that important to know is that neat well, to know yeah it's neat very okay. very neat because i because i've always wondered what happened with um when twenty thousand leagues under sea um closed what went in its spot and they um they said be our guest is in its spot i okay i did not know that more disney facts coming up later this week with west hines <laughs> uh redbeard wants to know has west's neighbor killed any more deer from his front <laughs> from his front porch illegally he said last time you were on with bryce you talked about your neighbor shooting deer from the for- <laughs> from the porch after dark has there been any illegal animal totally illegal from a porch wes no. any porch shootings we should know about Is that guy no. arrested and in jail now <laughs> no. no oh boy all right so that, that's a no that's a no fair enough um all right i think i'm out who else who else has got a question yeah any more questions for wes we are taking questions at this time if you'd like to learn more about uh, the life and times of wes hines all right let's get a break in we'll come back more pirate radio live more wes hines on the way on this monday back with you after this to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Alright, welcome back to the program for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio Pirate Radio on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the over 56,000 followers today at PR927FM. Now it's time for a stock market report. Here is Wes Hines. The Dow Jones closed this uh, afternoon at uh, down 38 points at 29,889. The NASDAQ was up 152 at 10,798. And the S&P 500 was up 8 at 3,675 on your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report. 
for a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now back to our radio live. Here is Clip Rock. All righty. Welcome back to the program. Wes, I could tell you a joke about pizza, but it'd be a little cheesy. Uh, <laughs> all right, that was it. <laughs> no, but for real. You think can February, March? I don't know, but April May. I am not going. Wes, I'm not, you're I'm not touching that with a ten foot. You're cracking up here. You're cracking up. It's really good stuff. Yeah. Uh what when oh, come on. when does a joke become a dad joke? When you're old enough. When it becomes a parent. <laughs> dad jokes for father's day everyone uh hope you enjoy those all right uh coming up later on this week uh tomorrow ellerby will be here how about ellerby and troy d in the middle of a flow rider concert at camden yard i got a kick out of that <laughs> i got a kick out of that when i got on facebook the other day and saw the uh the fun they were having uh, in baltimore west are you familiar with flow rider yes i, I heard of them I, I know how you are familiar with them because i feel like they played that stupid song all year to promote a wrestlemania a few years ago <laughs> welcome to my house da, 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 da. Uh, they played like i think it was that they played one flow rider song over and over and over again but anyway uh so yeah he was there in baltimore over the weekend as were troy d and ellerby so we'll get a full report from ellerby on that coming up on tuesday uh we'll talk down east wood ducks with brian hanks coming up tomorrow on the show bryce williams will join us so we'll do a pirate radio outdoors segment with bryce and wes again do you have something for us tomorrow on the uh, you've been fishing lately hunting anything wes no nah nah been hanging indoors and and the neighbor is not shooting deer from the front porch at night no well no. dang wes ain't no snitch <laughs> he told that story last time he's not gonna make that mistake again uh no we'll get an update from bryce talk big rock uh, and more coming up on tuesday's edition the the winner did i see got 3.3 million dollars well we talked about it earlier so the winner got the first catch which is a big prize yes and then added on to that by that catching outlasting the rest of the marlin that came in for the tournament wow yeah. we'll have uh more with bryce tomorrow and man bryce <clears throat> williams taking over the segment last week how about that Having, oh yeah uh, great co-host yes when so, we uh talk to the fisherman yeah can't wait to hear his thoughts uh coming up tomorrow the return of the bmoc later this ah. week the big man on campus jeff nadu is going to join us he wants to talk some football and i am all for it so uh i don't know we'll maybe look at some over unders i saw today that the odds were out to win the american athletic conference who do you think the favorite is chandler um cincinnati to- is correct Oh, I was going to go Houston. Houston uh, has the second highest odds, pretty much the same as Cincinnati, uh, just a little off. And then UCF, SMU, Memphis, and then East Carolina comes in. So that would be sixth right there. Smack dab pretty much in the middle of the conference. What's uh, the plus money on the Pirates? Plus 2750 So Cashing it in right now. Bet 10 to win 275 Bet 100 to win $2,750 if East Carolina can win the American longest odds are the temple owls 
where you can bet 10 to win 1300 bucks or bet 100 to win $13,000 if Temple wins it. So uh, they are uh, have the longest odds heading into this year. So maybe we'll look at some odds with the big man coming up later this week and also uh, we will uh, look at some over-unders as well. I guess we'll uh, we'll skip our final break today, Wes. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll yep. do that because we're about out of time. Thanks to Cliff Godwin for joining us. If you missed it earlier in the show, uh, go back, check that out. We went the full hour one with Cliff Godwin, ECU head baseball coach. Uh, you can find that on YouTube, Facebook Live, uh, our Apple Podcast, Spotify, wherever you uh, listen to Pirate Radio. Also, thanks to Amanda Houston for joining us, promoting the uh, ladies clinic the ladies football clinic going on this friday as we gave you all the details on that brian bailey joined us as well wes thanks so much for uh filling in and we'll see you uh tuesday wednesday thursday right yes sir all right so we'll uh, see wes hines here tomorrow at three o'clock chan man we'll see you as well see you Clipper. and thanks everybody for tuning in today to pirate radio live we're back with you tuesday three o'clock we'll talk to you then so long everybody Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation. This is Pirate Radio, WGHB Farmville, 1250 at 92.7 FM Greenville, WDLX Washington, 930 at 104.1 FM Washington.